Hello, everybody, and welcome back, or welcome in, rather, to season two of Behind Enemy Lines, the show where nobody roots for the home team. I am your humble host, DT, the resident Cardinals fan, joined, as always, by Yaz, the Jets fan, and Cox, the Bucks fan. And I want to just get it out there to begin with. We are missing our esteemed and lovely Uncle Mario today. He is under the weather. And it's not ideal that we start season two this way, but we are getting close to the beginning of the season and we were really left with no choice. But nothing but love to our uh, podcasting brother Mario. He will be back in future episodes. So if you want the most dog water takes in the world, they're coming. Don't you worry. How are you boys doing, though? How it's been a long off season. There's a lot we're gonna get through, um, but just generally, how are you guys feeling about yourselves? How's your week? How's your teams? I'm feeling um, pretty good. Yeah, Costco. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling fine. Like, I, I haven't had much to watch, and really, in the preseason, in terms of my team, it's it's just been a lot of. If Tom Brady goes down, we're fucked. So, other than that, <laughs> eh, we all knew that already. So, here we go. Fair, fair. How about you, Jay? Uh, good. I was um, I was in Ally Lines this weekend. I got to watch the preseason game with my grandpa and dad in New, uh, New Jersey, so uh, that was fun. Uh, and the complete opposite of Cox, the preseason has meant a lot for my team, so <laughs> been, a, been a busy beaver. <laughs> I've lied somewhere in the middle with all that. Obviously, big acquisitions this offseason. We've talked about some of them, you know, all pre-draft and, and things like that, but uh, my my off season, my preseason's been weird. We just missed a game due to a hurricane, so oh, jury's yeah. out. Jury's out, but I think it will all be good. I also want to kind of extend a warm welcome to our audio listeners, which we will have this season as a new feature of season two of Behind Enemy Lines. You should be able, if I did everything right on my end, uh, to to listen to this on Apple, Spotify, a lot of other places where you get your podcast. There is an audio form along with the video form on the YouTube channel youtube.com slash catdaddydt. I'm under the cat daddy umbrella of kind of entertainment and things like that. But welcome in anybody who may be listening to the audio. Uh, we'd love to have you. We hope you stick around. Um, lots of headlines, those boys. I know there's a lot of off-season stuff. We're clearly not going to get through it all in our first one back. Um, but there is a major headline that I think we need to discuss that will be executed today. Um, whether you're new to the podcast or you've been uh, listening for a long time, there was a contentious debate pre-draft about the draft position of one Mac Macaroni Jones. That's his full name, actually. It's his Christian, and it's not. But <laughs> um, That's his Christian name. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we had a large bet on that. Uh, we do a lot of alcoholic shot bets here on Behind Enemy Lines. And uh, both... Ryan, who's here, and Uncle Mario, who will get his when he returns. No doubt, I will not forget these kinds of things. Um, there was a bet, a full-blown, it was a virtual lock to Uncle and to our boy Ryan here, that Mac Jones was going to go third overall to the San Francisco 49ers. If you're a football fan, you will know that did not happen. And there were four shots on the line per person. It was Mac versus the field. It was Uncle Mario and Ryan versus Jay. I stayed out of it. I was I was the neutral party Art. monitoring everything because I'm a smart boy. There's a reason I won the predictions last year. <laughs> it's because yeah. I know when to, I know when to step away. 
Um, but as to not be cruel to Ryan, and this is probably not going to be as satisfying for our audio listeners because they won't be able to witness him taking the shots, but we've agreed that he will do four shots, but we're going to spread it out throughout the length of the podcast so that he doesn't die. But- well, if it's all the same to you, I would like to, I don't have a shot glass here in front of me, but I'm just going to take big old swigs of this delicious scotch, if that's okay. Um, and I'd like I to take it. I don't know. I don't know if that's. Uh, what are the rules? Are you gonna, you know, make me go get a shot glass <laughs> right now? No, nah, you're fine. I'm just you fucking had like an hour and a half of our, our pre meeting to prepare for this. Uh, I was <laughs> clearly lazy about it and just wanted to swig it from the bottle. You know. Um, all right. So hang on. Let me see. Let me see how much is in that bottle. Again, this is terrible for audio listeners. I apologize. Yeah. All right. about a, for audio listeners. It's about a third of a bottle in there. Yeah, that's about a third. Yeah. Uh, if if you got to be under that label by the end of the podcast, though, for that to count, I feel like that's about four shots, oh right? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, that's about four. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. All right. All right. So <laughs> that's the only way we can indicate if you're making progress on this. Uh, oh, we need a, we you could be prepared to get a shot glass. <laughs> Cox, so you need objective data to see where you're at in this okay. shot. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so you do Shut your first your pull. <laughs> and yeah, there you go. That's a healthy pull. That was all right. All right, so you're, you're one in. I'll keep that in mind. That's the, that's the major one in terms of in-house behind Enemy Line's off-season headlines that we needed to get through. So appreciate y'all indulging us on that end. But we want to talk about off-season headlines. There's obviously too, too many to cover in one podcast so we're going to go through some major ones that we find the most interesting um we didn't really talk about actually who wanted to start maybe i'll open i would yeah, open yeah yeah go ahead. okay um so one of the big things for anybody who's been following football has been the aaron Rodgers green bay packers drama people thought he was going to hold out people thought he wasn't even going to show up at all he finally did show up to camp Seems to have been playing all right. There's also been rumors swirling that it was all like a joke as well. And he was, he's fine with them. Like, I don't know who to believe. I don't know what's going on with all this stuff. I thought he was out and now he seems to be in, but maybe not for that long. Like my head's spinning throughout the whole ordeal and debacle. Um, so I wanted to bring it up cause I thought obviously that's, you know, the reigning MVP having problems with his team. They want to move on, it seems like, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't. So it creates this weird thing. It's basically Brett Favre all over again, it feels like, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious to see kind of how this is all going to fall into place. Do you guys think the drama's over? Do you think uh, this is kind of the beginning of the end of, of Rodgers' time in Green Bay? Like, where's your head at with all this nonsense? Because I still can't wrap my head around it. Uh, Jay, let's go to you first. Um. It's, it's an interesting situation, uh, and, and it was kind of weird, honestly, all offseason, because he's getting paid pretty well. It just seemed like he wanted out. Like, it's not like it's not a money issue. A lot of times with players, it's a money issue. Like, give, you know, give me the money that I deserve. He's getting the money. He's, he's, you know, he's in a good, pretty good spot, I think. I mean, they re-signed Aaron Jones, which I thought was an excellent uh, decision by the organization. Um I think he's just still super pissed about the fucking, you know, the Jordan Love pick. I think that has just like that didn't that didn't like sit well with him and I think that's still he he has always been kind of like 
how do I word this? Not not emotional, but he's he he holds grudges. It seems like, and he's and he's yes. pretty he's pretty um, open with those those feelings. And he has been since he was. I mean, I remember the first year he started. You know, he's always been. You know, he had the the, the discount double check. You know, he's always been uh, more of a personality than a lot of uh, franchise quarterbacks. Um, but I, I I feel like he's probably going to get traded next year. It that's that seems like with the way that because they restructured the contract, correct? I believe so, but I'm I not sure. They did do that. So that he uh, could potentially be he could potentially be a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me that they're doing this like uh, this dance where well we're going to do this one more year and see if we can because they've been close to the Super Bowl like every, every almost every year since he's been there. I, I think they're just like one last ride, uh, maybe I. <laughs> It, it, my gut says he stays just because the you know it's the Packers and um, he's got a great situation. I mean, he's got one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He's got one of the best running backs in the NFL. They beefed up the O line. I, I don't and the defense is is better than he's played with in most of his career. Because I remember when they won the Super Bowl, their defense was not good. Um, so I think it really boils because it's not the situation or the money. So I, I think it really boils down to that uh, Jordan Love pick. I think that just didn't sit right with him. Yeah, I think that's that's totally fair. And I mean, we, we I talked about it being a Brett Favre two point Like, yeah, he they've done this before. They normally want to go with the youth movement over in Green Bay. It worked out great for Rodgers before, and now he's you know kind of where he's at now, which is good. Um, he, he panned out. I think they want to see if, if level pan out, they like always kind of go into the youth. So I'm not fully sure where it's going to shake out. Cox is our contract guy. I don't know if you have that pulled up yet. Uh, so as of right now, what I'm seeing is that the, uh, this is, uh, from, this is from July 29th, um, that the 2023rd portion of the current deal has been voided. Um, so Give me a second, and I'll look up further contract, like his actual what his actual contract is. Yeah. Um, but I, my thing is, is that his he's pissed about the the love pick. But here's here's my question: Do you guys think it's more that they that they took a quarterback there, or that they didn't take like a wide receiver there? Or get something that could actually help him. I don't think. See, in my mind, I don't think it's necessarily that they took a quarterback in a, in the draft. I think it's that they used a first round pick on a quarterback when they could have used a first round pick to help the team in a different way. That's that's, exa- that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, in yeah. My opinion. I, I think the answer is both. I think he's pissed that they didn't take another playmaker. And also that they went with quarterback. If they had gone, you know, like defensive tackle, corner, something like that, I don't think he'd be as mad as he is right now. He'd probably still be annoyed because they never do supply yeah. him with weapons. You know what I mean? That's always been his big bugaboo yeah. uh, since he's been there. What, he's thrown to, what, one first-rounder or so, or two first-rounders in his, like, 15-year career he's thrown a touchdown to? Or something yeah. unbelievable like that. It's something mind-blowing. Uh, it's not like he do- it doesn't. It's not like he doesn't have weapons, though. Is I guess my point is he does. He has weapons. He has. He has the- two. Yeah, and but those two are like one of the one of the best receive. Probably the, in my opinion, the best receiving back in the NFL, but and the top three wide receiver in the NFL. I, I just that's not. But that doesn't. But that okay. But how many? Okay, so but how many times have has this conversation come up of uh, when the you know the best receiver in the league wins a Super Bowl? 
It like never like that's that doesn't happen. Like receivers, you can't just have one. You need to have a core of receivers. Yeah. And the drop off from Devontae Adams to Marquez Valquest or Val- Scantling, however the hell you nailed it. Yeah, the, per- the so, perennial like the perennial fantasy bust. Everyone, yeah. always, oh, everyone always picks him up, and they I just think he's gonna be awesome. <laughs> but like the drop off between that is, between those two players is immense. That's a huge talent gap. Like, and that's nothing against MVMS, but he's he's nowhere near what Devontae Adams is. And yes, Aaron Jones is is fantastic, and 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 they have a decent running back room. They really, really do. But he has one guy to throw to. That's it. Like Robert Tunyon is not gonna like be a game changing tight end to throw to. Like they just they don't have enough pass catchers to really scare a defense. Like it's it's basically when you go up against Green Bay, if you can stop Devonte Adams or at least limit him, force them to run the ball. And if you have a decent enough run defense, that's it. You've done it. Like it's it's a it's a pretty simple means of defending that team. Whereas, like, and I know again, you know what? I won't use Tampa Bay. I'll use let hell. Let's just use let's let's go Arizona. Like you have, do you have DeAndre Hopkins? Then like is is you had Fitz and you had Christian Kirk. Like you had all of these different means of stretching the field, different route trees that people were really good at, but they were all reliable pass catchers. How many times did we watch, you know, MVMS or any of the other, you know, pass catchers beyond Devonte Adams have drop problems, like things like it that? Was pretty bad. Like, You're right. It was bad. Like that. Those. That's and, and for Aaron Rodgers, that's what's going to frustrate him most. And he's seen that year after year after year after year in the one draft. That mo- that people have been touting as one of the best wide receiver drafts to come around in a long time. They took a quarterback who, yeah. by all accounts as of right now, is not worth where he was drafted by any means. So I get why that's frustrating. I really do. And because, it, but, but on the other side, I do see organizationally why they wanted to get a quarterback, but they didn't. They didn't have to draft one in the first round. Aaron Rodgers still has, as he showed in his MVP season, he still has like a lot left in him. Yeah, and, and that's why. Yeah, that, yeah and that's kind of why I said I think, and, and I know this is cheating on the debate here, but it's it's. I think it's both. I think that he wanted a weapon, but then the position that they picked with that pick was a quarterback and I think both of those pissed them off to some extent whether not or not the fact sorry go ahead oh yeah well, well I, I don't know whether one is more infuriating than the other to him I, I, I don't I'm obviously I don't know Aaron Rodgers so but I think both of those uh factors pissed him off to to an extent I think on top of that that they didn't like um a lot of times with your with your franchise quarterback if you're going to take a quarterback um, at any point in the draft, you ask, like you, you give a quick phone call to said quarterback and be like, Hey, we're, we're drafting this guy here. Is that okay? Like, we're letting you know, like that this is what we want to do. Do you have any, like, like apprehension to that move? Like, what are your thoughts? Like at least giving him a, one, a heads up and two, asking his opinion, you know, making him feel valued. Like none of that was done. From from what I've read and understood about this whole thing, 
None of that was done with Jordan Love, with the Jordan Love pick. He wasn't consulted. He wasn't asked. He found out as everyone else did during the draft, which, again, that would piss me off. Yeah. I, am your, I am your star quarterback. I don't mind you taking a quarterback. I get that. I'm like, he was, I think he was 35 at the time, 35, 36. Something like that. I get it. So, but just, just talk to me about it. Maybe like, just like, it's a courtesy kind of a thing. Like there's, I get it. It's a business, but like, you still have to kind of with quarterbacks, they're a bit different. You have to kind of, there's a different line you have to tote with them because they're so valuable to an organization. So, and I just don't feel Green Bay has respected him at all. And it's also different now than it was with Brett Favre in that era because players have more of a voice and more more of a say now than they did back then. It was more cold hard business back then than it is now, I feel. That might just be me, but with like now you kind of have to cons- you know consult with your quarterback a lot more than you did back in the day. So I I just I get why Aaron's angry. I don't think this is the beginning of the end. I think the end is happening. We're in the middle of it. The, the beginning of the end was the Jordan Love pick. That was kind of the beginning of the end, at yeah. least visibly. This is just more, he's playing a year out. The 2023 year is voided, but I believe there's a potential out in 20, after this year for 2022. Like he can, he can, get, he can go. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if either you know, after this year or after 2022, he either retires or just goes on his merry way somewhere else. I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to put you both on the spot right now. Mm-hmm. Start a next season. Does Aaron Rodgers suit up for the Green Bay Packers? Yes or no, Cox? No. Ooh. Yes, no. eh? I'm going to go yes. I think the Packers are going to do everything in their power to keep him on there as long as they can. Do you, do you know what I honestly hope happens? And this is, this is, this is dream. He gets dream traded range. to Tampa Bay. So yep. we can have another super old quarterback. Yep. That's honestly, because I, I, I really don't think Kyle Trask is going to be like much, but you get as soon as Tom's done. Why not? Why not go yeah. get Aaron? So I guess you're you're saying that Tom's gonna be done after next or after this season. Once he's forty five, yeah, I think Tom. I think Tom will be pretty much done. Yeah. Okay. I just find it so, interesting that you're fine with being a retirement home for old QBs. If they're yeah. really good retirement QBs, that's fine by me. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, it's, it, it worked, worked out last season. <laughs> We're one for one in that, so it's worked out. Salient point. Very <laughs> salient point. But uh, yeah, I think he probably stays. I think he loves, I still like, weirdly, this is a weird thing to say about anybody, but for the love of the game, like, I think he likes playing too much. Like, if that's what he's got to do, he'll do it. Like, he just seems like that kind of guy to me. I don't know. Like, he has a right to be frustrated. He's always been a character like we talked about, but like, he's got like a handful of good years left in him. And if they keep the weapons they have, like, he's still going to, they're still going to contend. They'll never win a Super Bowl. They're always going to be the bridesmaid. That's yep. just who they are. That's the Aaron Rodgers Packers in a nutshell. But walking away from a contender like that, like to what a re- like whatever unknown could possibly be out there for him, like you take the sure thing. 
Yeah, I think it's a little different than the Brady situation because I know I'm a little biased, but the Patriots were not in very good shape when Brady left. I feel like the Packers are still in pretty pretty good shape. I feel like they, they can still, and I, I I hear what you're saying they're they're ne- they're never going to win a Super Bowl. I think they it could it could happen. Why not? Why not the Packers? It's their, it's, it's their ceiling. It's definitely yeah. their ceiling. That's their ceiling. And, and you're think, right. That's not that's not biased of yeah. you to say that the the, the 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 Patriots were in a different situation. The Patriots mm-hmm. were going to be dog shit. So it makes sense for Brady to leave the Packers. But here's but 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 does it fall along the same line of Without Aaron, what are they? Are they a playoff team without Aaron? Like, if you put Jordan Love in that offense, are they a playoff team still? No. I think the defense is good enough that they, excuse me, uh, could contend for a wild card, but they're not going to be, you know, NFC championship caliber team. It's just not, yeah, no. It's not as much of like a, of a, you know, catastrophic loss as Tom Brady was to the Patriots. Yeah. Going from, you know, perennial, like, Everyone's like, oh, they'll probably make the Super Bowl, which was so fucking annoying, to <laughs> now they're not going to make the playoffs and everyone knows it. Like, it wouldn't be that drastic because the roster for Green Bay is better, but yeah. there's still a huge drop-off there. And Aaron knows that, and that's why Aaron has, in my opinion, Aaron has the leverage. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah. yeah, he has Yeah, he has all the leverage. All the leverage. Yeah. Yeah. So, I loved talking about this. We're creeping up on close to 20 minutes doing this though so or maybe like 15 but still i want to get on to the other headlines i'm glad that that uh sparked some good banter and i think it was a good uh good opening subject for us boys so pats on the back all around for that but yeah, uh, i like that i think in uh i mean actually all of our stories have to do with qbs so i was going to be like speaking of qbs but yeah. let's go with uh <laughs> Let's go with somebody who actually did get a change of scenery this year, and I know Yazzie wants to talk about a major headline involving a QB. So, what do you got for it? Yeah, I was gonna bring up the Stafford trade. So, Stafford went to the Rams, and Goff went to the Lions, mm-hmm. and I think this could be potentially one of the better teams in the NFC, if not the best team in the NFC, with Stafford at the helm. I was looking at their stats earlier, um, and and. This is going to be mostly subjective opinion, so for the listeners that are, uh, you know, stat whores, um, sorry, but (laughs) the eye test tells you that, I mean, there's this um, kind of, like, opinion. I feel like most NFL fans just think that Goff isn't isn't great. He's fine. He's okay. He'll get it done sometimes, but not all the time. Um, But their stats look very similar, um, Stafford and and Goff. Um, So I guess my... And this is just, you know, not conspiracy theory, but this is me like, I think Stafford in that offense, given what Goff was able to do in that offense, is going to be insane. I, he has so much more talent than Goff. His arm, he has a cannon for an arm. He's got, for the first time in his career, a solid coaching staff, a solid foundation. Um, so I think, honestly, I think he could be an MVP candidate. I really do. Um, and he's still relatively young. He's like, what, 30? Four, I think, there's something like that. Someone look that up real quick. <laughs> yeah, in that in that range, I think he's a yeah, couple, he's a couple years younger than Rogers, from what I recall. He's thirty. Yeah, thirty three. Okay, so I was I was in the ballpark, but uh, um, yeah, no, I think that was um, I, at the time it was a it was a huge news story, but I feel like it died down and people aren't really talking about it as much as they were. I, I really, I, I think Stafford is gonna is gonna flourish in that offense, and like I said, because and I, I don't want to shit on Detroit because I'm a Jets fan, um, and 
I don't really have any room to talk about shit organizations. Um, but <laughs> he was never really surrounded. He never had a consistent coaching staff, never had a consi- uh, consistent um, O-line, never had consistency at all, really, in his rosters, his coaches. But he always he always produced, and he always did well. Um, he never was a turnover machine, really. I, I looked at the stats uh, earlier. Um, I think he is the most interceptions he had was like 15 or something like that, which is not great, but also not like the end of the world. Uh, given some of the rosters that he was given, uh, given that he's playing from behind most of the time because those defenses were not great. Um, I think with some good coaching and a good, uh, like I said, foundation, he, he could light it up this year very easily. And I, I think people are kind of forgotten about that trade a little bit as um you know, as far as like, you know, in the media and everything. So that's why I kinda wanna bring it up. Yeah, for so, sure. So so he's gone um he's gone over fifteen interceptions four times. But oh it was, really? It was four out of the first five years of his career. Okay. That was it. Two thousand nine, so eleven, so that's 12, and <laughs> No no no, you're fine. After that though, he hasn't he's never gone over thirteen interceptions. Thirteen was his max, and that was in two thousand fifteen. He, yeah, year, he, he had a year he threw for 5K, right? Uh, yes. 2011, he threw for 5,000 yards. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then the next year, he threw for 4,967 yards. His, yeah. numbers are, um, his numbers are pretty consistent, though. I guess is what uh, kind of stood out to me. Barring injury, yeah. Like, if you yep. give him 16 games, he's going to at least get you around 4,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, minus 2018, where he only got 3,777. Uh, 3, but... Other than that, like he's going to be about forty-two hundred yards if you give him sixteen games nowadays. Last year, he threw for four thousand and eighty-four yards on seven point seven average with twenty-six touchdowns, ten interceptions. Like that's pretty good. Um, and his his QBR was sixty-eight point four, which isn't terrible. Um, so like it, it's completion percentage sixty-four point two. Like that's not bad. So you definitely you you plug that and that's with a shit offense. So you plug that into the Rams offense where they've got three or four pass catchers who can spread the fields. Um, you know, you get a couple guys who can do like some jet sweeps, like stuff like that. There's a lot more variability in the offense, a lot more options for him, um, things to keep the pressure off of him. If the O-line's not having a good day, um, there's just way more uh, means of attack with the Rams offense. And it's going to be very interesting to see what Sean McVay does having someone who not only can you know operate your normal dink and dunk stuff, your mid-range, but now who can really huck the ball. That's the other thing about Stafford, is he can really huck that ball still. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, his long for last year was 73. 73-yard 73 <laughs> pass. So, yeah. like, at, you know, at his age, he can still throw that rock hard. Um, so he's definitely going to, you know, give... And that's something that, that Goff couldn't really do. Goff was not known for those, for those deep passes. Yep. And that's that's a, a, another level to this offense now that you have to worry about. I and 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 as a Tampa fan, knowing that we have to play the Rams this year, I'm scared. I am scared of the Rams. I don't want to play the Rams. DT, I'm sure you feel the same way having played <laughs> twice. So I don't really want to play the Rams with Matthew Stafford. It, it was it was a it was a trade that was that seemed like it would immediately benefit one team more than the other. But for the Lions, it also like. I get it. Like they just, you have to, at a point, like you have to be fair to the player and be like, look, you're not going to win anything here. Yeah. As far as the, 
as far as the trade, I think it was pretty even for both teams because I know that the, the I think the Lions realize they're going to have to rebuild now. Yeah, like, that, that's that's just the way it is, and so to get the picks and they eat the golf contract a little bit. Yeah, kind kind of. I mean, in a way, they're they're going to have to punt on this year a little bit. I think they know that because um, their receivers are yikes. This is coming from a Jets fan. That receiving core is the absolute worst in the NFL. It's pretty pretty gross. It's pretty yikes. Yeah. And I think they realize that they're probably going to have, you know, a top three pick in the draft next year. And I think they're, they were just willing to eat that contract, get a couple first round picks and, you know, move on. And just sometimes you have to bite the bullet as an organization. You know, uh, I've been through it multiple times as a Jets fan. So, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. I get it. And uh, it's, it, I think it was, like I said, a smart move on, uh, um, on both sides. And if it's one of those things where if golf ends up, you know, kind of being able to just, be a good, you know, bridge and steady the ship for a while, then great. Then the trade worked out even better than you could have hoped. And, and, and I know the GM, the GM of, uh, of the lions now worked, worked for the Rams previous. And he, you know, he was part of the, you know, uh, he really liked Jared Goff and that's why he wanted to bring him over to Detroit. And so, you know, if, if that works out great, then both sides, it's a win-win. And, you know, everyone can move forward. And, and I, obviously, I think the Rams stand to, you know, gain more immediately. But we could be looking back at this trade in five, ten years as something to where, you know, we go, wow, what a great, what a great trade that was for, for Detroit getting that pick, eating that contract, and see what, you know, look at the quarterback they got and, you know, where they go moving forward from there. But, yeah, well, time will tell. That's, what, that's, that's the only thing is we have to wait. That's usually yeah. how these trades go, you know. You know, you're, yeah. you're not you're not going to know for like three, four years how this exactly. actually shook out. Exactly, hundred percent. Um, my view of all this is you all are absolutely correct so far on everything you've said. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, like a trade, I think it's a trade that benefits both sides, like you talked about, in in the ways that you talked about. So I don't want to, I don't want to retread that old old water and that old ground. Um, what I want to talk about is from the guy who watches the most Rams games here. Um, what this means for the LA Rams. Uh, NFC Championship is the LA Rams to lose at this point, um, from my perspective. Um, Matt Stafford's always been a guy. You went over the stats, and that is, again, I mean, to be fair, in the middle there, he had Calvin Johnson, who was a generational talent. But that to the side, even, like, Matt Stafford's always been good. He's always been somebody I've really loved watching play. All these other things, I cannot praise Matt Stafford high enough. Um, but what scares me about all of this is the way that Sean McVay operates in offense. For those of you who may not know or may have forgotten, um, Jared Goff did not know how to call plays when he came into the NFL. Um, at his system in college was they showed him a series of pictures, and that was like how he knew what play to run. He did not know how to call plays or how to run an offense. So Sean McVay, being the genius he is, inserted an offense that is QB for dummies. Like, yep. And I don't say that as a knock on Goff. He's definitely a talent. Obviously, I have my own opinions on his football IQ, considering he didn't know how to call plays as an NFL quarterback coming in. But that's besides the point. The case in point for all that, is when Goff went down in that game against Arizona last year, and this fucking guy that I've never heard of in my life, and whose name escapes me right now, John, whoever the fuck he was, 
comes into the game and fucking starts tearing us to pieces. And it was just like they were better. John Walford. John Walford. Yes, John Walford. Former Jets preseason great. <laughs> comes in and fucking dices us on defense. Yeah. And to me, like I, I knew kind of generally that like again, no, I this sounds like I'm shitting on golf, but it's not meant as me shitting on golf. Sean McVay has created this idiot proof offense. If John Walford can dice up the fucking Arizona Cardinals in this offense, like I shudder to think what Matt Stafford's gonna do in this offense. I am I I am shook. I am fully shook about this team. I am incredibly concerned. Um and I'm eager to see kinda what happens, even like if I get my shit pushed in. Like I've always had a quiet respect and love for the Rams because that was also Kurt Warner's OG team. We all know how I feel about Kurt Warner. So for me, if anybody's going to win that's not Arizona, I'm pretty down with the Rams, even though they're semi-arrivals. It's the Seahawks I don't like in the end of it. Fuck the Seahawks. Everybody else I'm kind of okay with. So the fact that they, I feel like, have leapfrogged everybody, not only in the division, but a lot of, like, potentially in that conference, depending on, on you know, everything that I think is going on. I think it's a big hit that, like, Akers went down for them in that offense. I think Henderson will still be good. Yeah. But they are very intriguing to me, and obviously, I'm already somebody who keeps a close eye on on the LA Rams. I am going to be glued to just get a sample of how that offense looks, so I know what I'm getting into when I play them twice. Because like, it could be like, I'm talking like potentially like Chiefs level of fucking nonsensory here. When you got like a guy with an arm like Stafford, with an IQ like Stafford, and somebody who Detroit knows, Detroit loves. In the sense that that guy will game for you. I'll always watch that clip back in Detroit early on in his career where he separates his shoulder and then goes and throws the game-winning TD anyway. Like, Matt Stafford's going to ball for you no matter what. Yeah. And I think that might even, his leadership, it might introduce a whole culture change there about, I mean, they were already tough, they were already gritty, but like they might be some dogs this year. And having somebody with a cannon of an arm throwing deep to Robert Woods, getting yep. cup over the sticks, like, I'm fucking scared. Yeah. Like I am shook. Yeah. I think I can just I can just I can just I can just picture I can just picture, you know, the simple plays of of having, you know, like two wide receivers to the right, having it be, you know, uh Woods basically just running a post, and then you have Cup running, you know, across the middle of the field, and then just say, Oh, you know what, we'll also have Tyler Higby run like a, a short little crossing route from the tight end position. And just like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> who are you going to cover? Have fun with this. And then, oh, also, they have Deshaun Jackson, who, if he stays healthy, can also be on the other side of the field running deep. Like, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Like, mm -hmm. there's just, you're right. There's so much in this offense that they can do. The only thing that does, you know, worry me going forward long-term with them is being able to run the football. Mm -hmm. You know, not having Cam Akers, that does really hurt. Um, though, now, uh, they, uh, you know, with the addition of Sony Michelle. Like, you know, they, they'll still be able to run two, two, you know, running backs kind of, you know, in tandem. I, I don't think you can rely on Sonny Michelle for 70% like of your carries, but it, it's pretty to you this way. I expect this team to be in the NFC title game. I yeah. expect them to be there. 100%. Yeah. And to I your point, 
to your point, just real fast about the running game, it's not like Matt Stafford hasn't had shit running games in his past. Yeah, like that's totally fair. That's the, that's the totally least fair. Of, that's the least <laughs> of his problems. And actually, with somebody who has a mind like Stafford, I'm also kind of eager to see if and in what way McVay throws in like spicy Stafford plays from years past mm. to mm. showcase what he can do. It yep. doesn't have to be offense for dummies anymore. So there might be certain packages and certain things where they're like, this is the Matt Stafford show. Fucking get it out there. Yeah, they can can absolutely open up the playbook. And and then Mm -hmm. it was like my main point to start is that the the difference in coaching from Detroit to now McVay for Stafford is it's it's here to fucking like fucking here, dude. It's insane. It's going to be like you said, it's going to be the Stafford show and they can and they can kind of. And as you're saying, the 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 football for dummies playbook, mm-hmm. they can throw that out the fucking window. Like Stafford can do it all, and they can kind of open the playbook up a little more. Yeah, well, that's I what remember. I'm... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, but what I love about the way McVay runs his offense is it has such a high floor. Like that, like that was the floor in a lot of ways of that offense. So he's so brilliant in that way that like you saw you saw easy mode. We're about to go to fucking Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. I love the I love the reference. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. All right, Cox, but, get you everybody get so, your final thoughts in and let's move on. Yeah, final final thought on this is just, you know, every you know, are we all every, when when Sean McVay got hired and you know, everyone was, you know, it's he's a quarterback guy, you know, we were all judging him on like uh, on how he was with quarterbacks and you know, we all thought, you know, that Super Bowl run with, with Goff and Gurley and everything, and wow, what a, you know, what a, what a team. And then we've, like you said, we found out that Goff couldn't call plays. And we're I like, always, he took, I knew that coming out of college. He took, <laughs> he took, he took that son of a bitch to a Super Bowl. Almost won it. Almost won it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now he has. Now we have someone who can throw for 4,200 yards consistently. Have Look fun. Look the fuck N- out. NFL, have fun. It's going to be... With the extra game, I'll, I'll, I'll put this down. Like, I don't know if I'm at shot take levels, but a, a dark oh. horse, a dark horse okay. take for the year. Stafford will go over 5K again. Okay, hold on. Let me put this to you then for a shot take. So Stafford right now, for his career... Is at four thousand, or is at is at forty five thousand one hundred and nine yards. This year, does he crack fifty thousand? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Shot takes on yes. that. Yep. Yes. Yep. Both yes. of you. Yep. All yep. right. There we go. Oh, okay. Pending what pending in, pending injury. Yeah. Though. If he gets if he, hurt, if he obviously. Gets hurt. Obviously. Yeah. Yep. Full we'll sixteen wash it games. Away. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. Full seven. Full seventeen if he, games. If he seven. plays the if he plays the full seventeen, I think he cracks it. If he gets injured, then obviously not. Okay. Might do it in sixteen. Could do it in sixteen. He could. could. We'll see. Absolutely. Could do it could. in fifteen with that fucking offense. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. God damn. Possible. Any final thoughts from Jay on this? No, I think we pretty much covered everything on that. Fuck yeah, we did. I feel that I feel good about that. It feels good to fucking talk with you guys about this stuff again. I hope yeah. y'all are, <laughs> I hope y'all are enjoying the new season so far. We're having a blast. Um, <laughs> To wrap up our off-season headlines, we're sticking with QBs, but we're going in a different direction here with Coxie. So what we're going to do is, I gotcha, we're going to have you do your second shot 
of your four shot shot takes, and then this. I'll lead you into your subject for the day. <laughs> Good so, sir. I'm so angry with the 49ers right now. I'm so God, I hope they lose. I hope they lose a lot. I do too. I'm glad we're on the same page there. I was gonna say I feel like DT probably agrees with you on that one. <laughs> is that is that okay? Uh, uh, you gotta get below the label before before the end of the. That's not gonna so. happen. We agreed upon this. This is stupid. Can, Here, can, I'll pour me... a little extra in there. No, fair, fair, fine, fine, fine. That works as long as it gets it gets down there. As long as works. I physically see it leaving That's the funny. bottle, I'm happy. I'm so because like I'm. After the first one, I was like, oh, well, I'll chase that with, oh, wait, it's the same thing. Oh, <laughs> wait, more <laughs> bourbon. I'm going to chase that with bourbon. <laughs> like a man. So, All right, what's your so, subject? Tell the people. The rookie QBs. I'm very interested in how the rookie QBs all shake out this year. So we've got, um, I don't know if anyone else is calling them this, but we've got the Fab Five. Um, so we've got um, Zach Wilson. We've got Trevor Lawrence. We've got Trey Lance. We've got Mac Jones. Who's the fifth? Someone tell me who the fifth was. Fields. 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 Thank you, Justin Fields. Um, so let's start. We'll start at the top. Trevor Lawrence. Um, Trevor Lawrence has looked as good as he's gonna on that team. Um, the, the, the preseason game that just, that just happened for Jacksonville, he clearly looked like the guy. So, um, I watched the, uh, the Jacksonville against, uh, New Orleans game. And that was, that was hard to kind of gauge it. it, it New Orleans was really getting to him and, and, and Jacksonville just wasn't really feeling it that game, but it, it would seem though in this game, I haven't looked at the tape. Um, but it seems like Trevor Lawrence really, you know, is the guy. I mean, he threw two touchdown passes, led to, you know, scoring drives that way, um, and had some really good connections with um, Chenault, um, who does seem to, you know, uh, is going to be a good a good receiver in this offense. But so we've got Lawrence, who looks like he's going to be the guy. Then I'm sure we've got, you know, we've got uh, Jay's dude, uh, Zach Wilson, who by all accounts is throwing laser beams. He's just throwing laser beams, and he looks really, really good. Shocker! Um, I would definitely say of of the rookie, you know, QBs, he's had the least to contend with in terms of like a quarterback competition. Trevor Lawrence was not a quarterback competition, but Gardner Minshew was there. But like Zach Wilson's, like who else? Yeah. It's just it's Zach Wilson. No, so wait, he's got no, a like, lot no, of on reps. the real, on the real, real fast. Who is the backup yep. QB? I honestly don't know. We have not okay. named one yet. <laughs> it could oh. be it could be um, James Morgan, Captain Ooh. Morgan, James Morgan, okay. Captain sure. Morgan. He threw that Here's... he threw that bomb the other day. Yeah, right? yeah, he threw the hail mary that uh, tied the preseason game. It was amazing. Okay, <laughs> uh, could, it could be Josh Johnson, who's bounced around every league known to man. Um, so it's Zach Wilson's job. It's his job. It's his, <laughs> it's job. his job, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yep, it's that's it. And he's looked really good. <laughs> He's looked really good. Um, so that's definitely encouraging for an organization that, and a fan base that really needs some positive encouragement. Um, then we've got Trey Lance, who they've actually been using, and I watched a bit of their game today, they've been using um, Garoppolo and Trey Lance very interestingly, almost kind of um, switching them on and off like receivers. That's what they did in this third game. 
you know, kind of like our receivers will come on and off on the field. That's what they were doing with Garoppolo and Lance, um, depending on what kind of play they wanted to run. Now, I don't know. I believe, um, I forget, w- there was a time in the 70s where that happened. I forget what team it was. Um, but that has been done before, but it was a long time ago. Um, that's going to be interesting to see how that works in today's NFL. Very interested to see how that works. And also, that one interests me as to how long does Jimmy Garoppolo get the majority of those snaps before Trey Lance starts getting the majority of those snaps. Because I feel like that's going to be an actual gradient. Whereas with Fields over Dalton, it's a matter like Fields should be starting. Fields is 100% better than Andy Dalton. Not a high bar to set. Um, And if Andy Dalton starts... It'll be for like a couple games before Fields is the starter, if not Fields being the starter from the start. Um, and same with Mac Jones over Cam. Like yes. Cam will probably start for a little bit before Mac Jones fully takes the reins. But with this, I'm very interested to see how the transition goes from Garoppolo to Trey Lance because their styles are completely different. Not to mention um, what they're best at is different. Um, their body physiques are different. And Trey Lance has gone a full year without playing competitive football. So how much, how raw is he? And he's looked kind of raw. Um, and like, how, how quickly does he get bedded in that offense? How quickly does he become the guy? Um, and then like I talked, like I just said, Justin Fields, Justin Fields is what they wanted. Justin Fields is what they traded up to get. Like that's what they wanted. And that's what they're getting. He's he's gonna be a he's probably gonna be a star. He really is. Yeah. Thank I God. So. Yeah. Thank God for the Bears because the Bears the Bears have the Bears still have that amazing defense and they just needed a quarterback. They're kind of in a similar situation to where the Bucks were. They have this amazing team with all this talent on it, but they just need a consistent quarterback to make them a contender every year. And I think Fields will give them that. But the as as this denotes mac jones is the guy i am pulling for the most he's he's the he's the guy that i feel is going to be i still feel this way he's going to be the best quarterback from this draft i do he's looked really good in camp he's looked really good now bill belichick's gonna be dumb and not start him which i don't understand because he's caught in two minds of he loves the veteran guys who have been there and kind of, quote, earned it, though Cam didn't do much to earn anything because he sucked ass last year. And, and you know, between that and then wanting to pick the guy best, you know, going to win them the game, well, that's Mac Jones. Because he can, I don't know, throw the ball to two people on your team? So... I don't know. I don't know. I want to gauge with you guys what quarterback are you most interested in this off or this season? For me, it's Mac Jones. I want to know when he starts. For me, I think it's actually going to be Week Four against the Bucks. I don't think he's. I, mind you, let me phrase that. I don't think he starts that game. I think the Bucks blow out the Patriots so bad that then they, you know, bring in at you know at halftime. Mac Jones. So then we can all talk about how good Mac Jones looked and not the fact that the Bucks just blew them out of the water. 
but for you guys, what is the rookie quarterback situation that most intrigues you? I want to start with DT because I have a feeling I know where Jay's going to go on this. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> go to Jay first because it's going to be such a toughie for him. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, fair. <laughs> um, out of the situations described, um, from a from a fandom standpoint slash competitive divisional standpoint, it's got to be the Niners for me because, yeah. like, yep, that's we're in the middle. I now I guess save now for Stafford and not really Russ. I guess so. I was gonna say we're in the middle of a QB youth revolution over there, but we're not. It's fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um. I'm interested in that because, like, I think you you don't have to run wildly different offenses between Garoppolo and Lance. The offenses are going to look different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's going to come down to, I weirdly, I weirdly think in there, I weirdly think the Niners situation and the Bears situations run parallel, but not like in an actual similar way. But in the fact that the incumbent QB, there is a route in which they get usurped. And it's, it's a very easy, slippery slope for that to happen. I think mm-hmm. for both of those teams, because also, I'm also interested in that situation, and I want to shout out the Bears situation. So I'm going to kind of do a dual timeline, if you will. I like on, it. On how I this like is going to work. Um, and it's, but for both of those QBs, teams, organizations, situations, Whatever way you want to frame it, it's going to be largely indicative on if the incumbent is winning games. Mm. Niners got no excuse anymore. Debo's back, Ayuk's back, Mostert's back. Like they're back in full force. And just like what I believe is happening in Chicago, they're going to go with the incumbent to start because you you go you dance with who brought you. If you're not in full rebuild mode, you dance with who brought you. So they're gonna see. They're gonna see what Jimmy G has. They're gonna see what Andy Dalton has because Andy Dalton will not win you football games, but he also will definitely not lose you football games. Yep. And that has been the Bears' problem for since Jim McMahon, and even he could have lost you football games if it wasn't for the forty-six defense. <laughs> so for for both of those organizations, it's gonna be: is the incumbent winning you the games? And if either of them goes in a slide, either of those teams start one and three, zero oh and four. The rooks are coming in. Oh yeah, for sure. The rooks are coming in, and I think both of those offenses transform as a result because the QB ones in those situations are such so wildly different. You can move a lot more with Lance and with Fields. The gap is more between Dalton and Fields in terms of mobility than it is Jimmy and Trey Lance, but there's still a gap. Um, and I think that changes the complexion of the offense. And if they go on a slide, I think that it's going to be like classic what, what, what people have been doing for rookies the last handful of years. Like, team starts to slide, see what you got. The thing is, is almost rarely do two teams have a QB of this caliber to test the waters with in the same year at the same time. Normally, there's like one hot shot a year where you're like, oh, this person's going to start, but pretty soon it'll be this show. It's like the Wentz and Hurts situation last year or whoever. Like, there's very rarely that, like, conversion. So I think, and with that aspect, you can even throw New England in. Like, right. 
Yeah. Like it's a very crazy time for QBs. So from from a legitimate competition standpoint and for my own team's sake, I'm most interested in the Niners. I just I'm also just generally interested in the Niners with everybody coming back from injury. Like they're gonna right. that, like that's gonna be interesting for me. Totally outside of any bias, because on the other end of that spectrum, I could say the Patriots, because I want everybody there to fail. But, <laughs> same, hard same. But if I'm, if I'm going, if I'm going the true neutral route, it's the Bears, because I think Fields can break that curse around, you know, the QB curse, both from the Bears and from from his college and and all that stuff that's kind of gone into that, because he looks good. That yeah. national title game, that what was that two years ago now? That national title game where he just blew the fuck up. I mean, they lost the game, but he's still like, I was like, okay, this guy's for real, and anybody who gets him is going to have somebody on their hands. So I'm most interested in that because, like you talked about, they're they've always been like a QB away, and they've tried all these weird things to find their guy. Trubisky projects over, Foles project over, Andy Dalton. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be Fields. It's gonna be Fields' team. It's gonna be his time. Yep. And so, from like a true neutral standpoint, he's the one I want to see what he does in his situation. But I think again, we're in a rare time with several teams in the NFL where there's gonna be that shift. I'm also, I'm not gonna say that I'm rooting for Mac Jones because I'm never going to root for Mac Jones. <laughs> but he earned points with me on that little story that broke about the linemen getting into a fight and having to run laps and Mac running with them. Yeah. That's a, that's a mature move. That's a leadership move. Yep. Yeah. I may not Absolutely. like, I may not like the team he's a part of. I may not even like him. He's a fucking, <laughs> that picture of him with his shirt off and that cigar is always <laughs> going to kill me. Like that's, that's your guy. <laughs> and that's always going to make me laugh, but I will tip my hat where it's due. That is a leadership move. That is a power yep. move. And I respect him for it. But to answer your question and to stop rambling, Justin Fields is the one I'm most interested in. Okay. And, and now we can move on so that I can stop fucking talking. <laughs> uh, that's a great okay. point, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to surprise both of you. And I'm not going to start with Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. So let's start with Trevor Lawrence. Here, okay. Right? Let's um, do it. Nobody's talked about him. Fair. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, he looked like absolute ass the first two preseason games. It sounded like for everything I read, everything I saw, I, I rewatched the the, the, uh, the preseason games, and it was as Cox was saying because of the team around him. Yeah. That offensive line is going to be an issue. Yeah. Because in college, I know. I mean, I watched Trevor Lawrence all the last two years because I wanted to just draft him, obviously. <laughs> um. He had protection for days. He had these good concepts. Um, receivers up. The, I mean, Clemson receivers. Come on. Um, so he, like, he had it, he had it pretty easy. And I'm not, say, not saying he doesn't have the talent at all because he's the most talented. Honestly, the most talented quarterback, top to bottom, that's come out since probably Luck. Um, but he's he's getting that like you know, hey rookie, welcome to the NFL moment. The last couple of weeks, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, the coverages are going to look different. You're not going to get the protection you had in college, especially in the ACC, because the ACC is not. I mean, it's not a great. It's not a great, you know, um, conference in, in 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 the NCAA. So he's having those moments, but he, from what I heard and, and read today, he lit it up. So yeah, he's, I think he'll. Some, do you want? Do you want some stats? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, he went 11 for 12 passing with 100 or 139 yards, two and touchdowns. And two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So he's getting, he's getting it. He's getting it. Yeah. My, my worry with him is Urban Meyer. I don't, I don't believe that that's going to be a good... I, I think he's gone in like two, three years. I think it's going to be okay. Saban 2.0. I really, I really honestly believe that. Um, and it sucks for him because, like I said, he's easily the most talented quarterback that came out this year. Um, I think he'll pull out some games and show what he, you know, his magic because he's he's fucking talented. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's Trevor Lawrence. I think he's. I think he'll be fine, but I think he's going to have to adjust to the differences in the NFL, especially playing for the Jags. Uh, versus playing for clubs and in the ACC. Yeah, um, yeah. Real, real quick, real quick. Uh, yeah, go ahead. For for this game, um, this most recent one where he he quote lit it up. He only, the only O line to start was Jawan Taylor at right tackle. Everyone oh, really? Else, yeah. Cam Robinson was out. Andrew Norwell was out. Brandon Linder was out, and so was AJ Can. Um, so they started He's- Jawan Taylor at right tackle, and then uh, Walker Litters- Little started at left tackle. The rookie. But oh, like okay. everyone else was just like, they were like, it was like second year player, uh, Trevor Wallace Sims was at left guard and veteran backup, uh, Tyler St- uh, Shantley was at center. And then four year, uh, Will Richardson Jr. at right guard. Like that's, that's what he was working with. And he still like showed pretty good. So yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Enc- it's, it's encouraging. Yeah. He's, he's learning. Like I said, he's learning that yeah. he can, right. he can't, he can't get away with the same shit he did at Clemson. And he's learning that. Yeah. Um, Next one, I'll go Mac Jones. I stand corrected, Cox. He has looked phenomenal all preseason. Um, better than I expected, honestly. Um, you know what? Into that, I'll go number three. All right, sounds good. Hell yeah! No, Mac Jones has looked. He's looked great. He's he has. He's decisive. He he can read. He can. Oh, there we're we're getting close. Yeah, that was good. That was, that was a good pull out of you. For the audio folks, he's getting close to the label on the bottom. Yeah, so. he's. he's he, that <laughs> one hurt. That was a hefty pull. He just that did. one hurt. Well, okay, it's because for, for that, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's looked decisive. He can. Uh, he's he's smart. Right? He's he's and this fucking pains me to say it. He's kind of Brady esque, and he's yeah. <laughs> he's he's smart in the way that he throws it. He, he doesn't have mm-hmm. a cannon, but he's smart in the way that he throws the ball. Like he knows where the receiver is going to be, but not only where the receiver is going to be, but he can read where the uh, the the corner or the safety is and get it. To where just that receiver is going to be able to catch it, and it's been it's been impressive, honestly, it really has. We'll see what happens when he's not facing you know second third teamers, right? Obviously, but that's preseason. Um, I think he should start over Cam. I don't know yeah. why this is even discussion at this point. Like I really don't. Um, from an unbiased opinion, I really think they should start him. I hope they start Cam, but <laughs> <laughs> same. <laughs> but that's that is what it is. Um. Who else? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. So Trey Lance, you made a great point, Cox, about Trey Lance. He did take a year off, A, and B, played for a 1AA, oh, what is it now, FBS? Yeah. They're, FBS. they're, C, saw, uh, they're BS? FC, FCS. FCS, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Championship Series. Versus Bowl. Yeah, 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 okay. I, I still call it 1AA, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm old, fuck it. Anyway, <laughs> so he, so two, it's twofold, really. He took a year off. And he played for an FCS school. All the talent in the world, but it's going to take some time to get him along. Yeah, I think the right decision right now for the 49ers, again, unbiased opinion, I'd rather them start Trey Lance and get his lumps 
so that D can get, you know, a little head in the division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. However, I think um, it sounds like to me, uh, Shanahan's going to start Garoppolo to start the season. And I think that's the smart move. I really do. I think he started out and see, you know, how that's going. And you just, he's a developmental quarterback. He always was. Everyone, I mean, everyone knew that. All the talent in the world, but you need to teach him. Because uh, FCS to NFL, that's a huge fucking jump. I mean, if you're a defensive lineman, it's one thing. But if you're a quarterback, it's a whole nother animal, you know. Um, and in, in the preseason, we've seen what we expected to see. He has some lumps and then those big-ass plays that you're like, wow, look at that fucking arm, you know. Yeah. Um, and you see those those moments where you're like, okay, so that's why he was drafted number three overall. They're like, Jesus Christ, that kid can fucking sling it. Um, but I think I think the smart move again is to just kind of slowly de- develop him. If they get into a hole, whether like you said, whether like zero and five, zero and six, yeah, throw Trey Lance in, see what the hell he has. Um, but I think he's I think he's going to be good. I think this quarterback class on the whole is going to be really good. Um, yeah. yeah. Justin Fields, I think you and D touched on this enough. I don't really have to explain myself too much. They should just start Justin Fields. I don't, I don't. I don't know what they're doing at this point. Andy Dalton over Justin Fields. Come on. Um, and then my boy, Mr. Zach Wilson, has exceeded all expectations for me. I was really hoping you were going to be like fucking sucks. Hate him. <laughs> I, I'm surprised he's exceeded your expectations because for me, he's met expectations. I expected him to be fucking phenomenal. Look. I went into this draft thinking Zach Wilson's probably going to end up being a better NFL quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. I honestly thought that like, and as soon as Trevor Lawrence got picked, the jets should have been running up to the fricking podium being like, this is our pick. Do it now. <laughs> oh, they and, did. Oh, that, yeah. that pick. Remember, yeah. Oh, I mean, you re, I mean, for was, audio listeners, we had a, we had a draft, <laughs> a draft like live reaction, and the Jets was like pick was in within two fucking in. seconds. Yeah, and and they're right, <laughs> right. They were right to do it because that everything from what I've seen, everything I expected him to be, that's what he is. So, and, yeah. and maybe that's just maybe that's just you. You were kind of like um, keeping your expectations low to not be disappointed as that's you a, that's often exa- are that's, with your fan base. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> But like I was expecting him to light it up, and he's definitely lighting it up. Like he's they're they're gonna be. I don't want to say they're gonna be good. They're gonna be better than what they have. <laughs> no, I yeah, and I don't have like crazy expectations for this year. They're gonna I just be wanna, competitive. Yeah, exactly. That's the word I'll use. Yeah, and I I completely agree. But it's just and so this is the last quarterback I'm talking about, obviously, and I wanted to say it for the end. The zip on that ball is just different. It's just different, it, and and it's it has nothing to do with statistics or PFF whatever stats. You just watch him throw the ball. It's just, it just looks different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're laser and, beams, and it's like right where the mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it's, it's a little different. Matt Jones is like more, I don't want to say more intelligent, but he's more decisive in his throws. Whereas Zach Wilson's like, fuck it, I can get it in there, and he does. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's uh. Yeah. It's the eye test thing. I want to harken back. The only one who's going to know about this is Yazzie, but we, uh, Yazzie and I uh, were on a trip to Canada, and we were watching NFL football Sunday, and it was a Cowboys game early on in Dak Prescott's career. It was his first start, I think. It, it might have it been his first. It was something. 
we were watching the game just in the hotel room and we just were watching this guy and he passed the eye test. He was making great decisions, putting the ball right where it needed to be. And we were both like, damn, like this guy went in the third round. This guy's good. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'll never forget that moment because we were both like, "Damn, is this guy for real?" Like this is well, it was it was kind of the same the same reaction that I'm having with Zach Wilson. Like I remember me it, to, to that story. DT and I were just eating some fucking buffalo wings at a hotel in Canada, and awesome. I'm like, I was like, "Dude, look at the fucking like." It was the same thing. Look at the zip on that ball. It just looks different. It looks different than what you usually see. Like he just fucking gets it there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, it's it's interesting you guys have that story because for me, when I first watched Dak Prescott, I was like, "Wow, they got this guy in the third round." Jerry Jones didn't fuck this up. Wow, good, <laughs> good, for, them. good for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because like Dak Prescott was a complete like everyone was like Dak Prescott. Who the fuck is Dak Prescott? Yeah, I remember I, thought the same thing. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that's my my whole spiel on Zach Wilson is um, I'm cautiously optimistic. And the ball, I mean, the kid can, he can sling it. Yeah, we'll have- I, 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 I'll, I'll say this to what you said. He definitely has more of a, I'll, I'll call it a fuck you energy. As in a, <laughs> I'm going to fucking get it in there, whether you like it or not. Watch me. Where, yeah, watch me fucking do it. Whereas Mac Jones will, he'll like, and, and when Zach Wilson does it, he'll always put it right here. Like he'll fucking, he'll get it to you right there. Yep. Um, Jones will definitely make more of a conscious decision of, okay, well, I can't put it here, but I can put it here, and that's the only place where they're going to get it. Yeah, and, and the I, difference I, is... And, oh, go ahead. No no no. no, no, no. Go, go, go. Well, I think the difference is that uh, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, they know they know their arm. So, like, Zach Wilson knows yeah. he can get in there, and Mac Jones knows he can't, but he's yeah. smart enough to realize where he can he can put it to make right. the best, like, statistical... Um, opportunity for the wide receiver to catch it. Whereas Zach Jones is like, I can get it in there, and I'm going to try to get it in there. He was like, I can throw this ball hard enough that I'm faster <laughs> than your arms. While Mac Jones is like, I'm going to be intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I thought Mac Jones coming out was the most NFL ready yeah. because of that and the intelligence right out the gate. Well, like, it seems like I maybe mean, Zach Wilson. No, 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 don't get me wrong. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Zach Wilson is 100% NFL ready. He's 100% 100% NFL <laughs> ready. But like, just based off of what you saw in college, there was more of a that intelligence decision making that Mac Jones had that yep. made me less scared of you know Mac Jones as opposed to the fuck you energy of Zach Wilson. Yeah, because, and I you, think, because Jameis yeah. Winston had fuck you energy of I'm just gonna fucking throw it, and that gets you sometimes that gets you thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions. But, I think it's gonna benefit Zach that he has a competent coaching staff early on. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's got a good OC. I mean, yep. Sal has been fucking awesome, and I think it's gonna be like, all right, you can't get away with that, so let's try this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Three years. I'm very interested in the next three years of the Jets. That's okay. I, that's that's what I want to see because mm-hmm. in three years, if in three years' time you're not competing for divisions at that point, then it's an abject failure. Yeah, based yeah, on what I've seen from yeah. just from Zach Wilson alone, in three years you should be competing for something greater than what you have been, which is 
first round pick. <laughs> <laughs> You're competing to lose for first round picks. Yeah. So. It's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To put a quick bow on this, because I didn't talk about Wilson or Lawrence at all. I think obviously I'm pulling wholeheartedly for Wilson because yep. I like seeing Jay happy, and he gets real. I upset. do too. He gets real upset when uh, the Jets. I love you. So. I love you guys. You guys. You guys are. Good. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be nice to have all of us be optimistic about our teams. But yeah. uh, big fingers crossed for him. He looks great. You know, I love the little moniker Mormon Mahomes. They're calling him. Big fan of that. Yeah, uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> they're obviously much improved in the wide receiver core, so I'm interested mm. to see what they can do. Um, yep. I echo a lot of the things that we've been, we've said about Trevor Lawrence. I have. I'm concerned that he's got big Joe Burrow energy in this, mm. in the sense that he could be great, but if you don't protect your investment, yep. he could yeah. play like seven games and then his knee might explode too. Possible. Like, I mean, he played better with this backup line or whatever, but like, I don't feel like the starting and backup line in uh, Jacksonville is a huge drop off. And the whole thing about offensive line play is about chemistry. How yep. do those five guys who start work together? And if they're not getting the reps in, like in preseason or wherever, like, how is that going to pan out? Yeah. So, I just wanted I'm to sorry. say I'm, I'm optimistic about Lawrence, concerned it might be a Joe Burrow 2.0. And that's so, where I'm putting a cap on it. I want to I jump on that real yep. quick. Um, so, uh, Bill Belichick actually did an interview with WEI, uh, I believe it was last week. And he talked about like they 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 asked him like how important is it to like for Mac Jones to you know take reps with the ones and everything like that. He's like, that's not what it is at all. It's important for other own linemen to take reps with other own linemen. It's important for linebackers to take reps with their other linebackers that they're mm-hmm, going to yeah. be taking reps. You know that they're going to be playing with. It's important for those guys of the similar group to be playing together so they know to communicate and how they're going to communicate. Well, not only that, exactly but like. I think, like, really, what it comes down to is, uh, it needs to have, you need to have this unspoken communication and where you just straight. know, you just he's know not. that guy's going there, and I know he's got him. I'm going here. I know I got him, and it's it's one of those. So you have to talk about. Like, I mean, shit. I mean, New Hampshire high school football again. It's not anywhere near NFL, <laughs> but uh, our old, old line coach would know. always say. But our old line coach would always say, you know, it's 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 this unspoken. You have to just trust each other to do and know what everyone's doing. Um, and if you have some random guy in there, you, you, there's a there's a degree of um, hesitation, and yeah. and one second can change everything, especially in the NFL, of course. Yeah, it's thinking. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're only... any, t- any extra time you spend thinking is time that the defense has to react, or mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're, you're only as good as the guy next to you. I remember, uh-huh. that. I remember, yep. I remember that one a lot. Um, as yeah, somebody yeah. who uh, had several cups of coffee with the O-lineman, uh, <laughs> myself, myself back in the day, um, and we can attest to chemistry being a huge factor. We won the JV game with the 130-pound <laughs> guy at center because I brought the energy. <laughs> I brought the vibes. We all knew what we were doing. And by vibes, uh, he means cut blocks. I cut blocks in the nose guard <laughs> every play for an hour and a half. 
and we won the well, game. Well, if everyone knows that's what you're doing, then they all know who to protect after the fact. Well, that's <laughs> so the thing is, know. eventually the nose guard even knew it, and he couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> well, then that's a <laughs> shitty nose guard. He yeah, was, he was a, he was, he, was a, he, he was a JV nose guard in New Hampshire, so yeah, he yeah, was well, <laughs> he was a JV nose guard, and he was he was probably like no joke, like three fifty. He had no mobility. You remember that? I, I That's like, a problem. I, I lined up the first time. I was like, "Yeah, this is gonna suck, isn't it?" <laughs> you were like, "Yep." <laughs> I got well, squished like, all game, but we won. Well, yeah, I, I do my point. Um, it, it is really it comes out of chemistry of like all yeah. levels, and and um. Obviously, Bill Belichick knows more than I do, for sure. <laughs> I don't think that's... I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just a tad. But he, that, that's a good point, though. It's, it's about chemistry, and um, it does... Uh, for uh, O-line, like, you could have a average O-line, but if they are, like... If they're all in sync, it just puts them on it a whole other level. changes anything, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Good bow. Good, good, good bow. Good bow on that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um... We're going to keep uh, kind of hosting duties over with Cox. He did the last headline, and we're transitioning yeah. to something a little different. New season, we're going to try some new things and get some interesting shit going for y'all. So I will shut up and let Coxie explain what's going on. Okay, well, in, in that, so what I want to do is I want to present to you guys 10 um, players, coaches, that in this season need to put up or shut up. And by that I mean... They need to really show what they got this season. Otherwise, they should, they're probably on the hot seat. Like They really should probably go at that point. So I want to start out with someone Jay knows very well. I want to start out with Sam Darnold. Because Sam Darnold this year is now going to be playing with the Carolina Panthers. And they, you know, with the Jets organization, we all know previous Jets organizations were kind of a cancer. Sorry, Jay, but that's wow, what they way were. to mince words, homie. I'm sorry. He's not wrong. Not wrong. But now with Sam Darnold having I'll accept it. He's having Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, who he should know pretty well. And you know, um Terrence Marshall, David Moore, DJ Moore. Like much Dan more Arnold weapons. the God. Dan Arnold, that's right. much more offensive weapons than he had before, and by all accounts, a better offensive line and a better coaching staff. No, 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 no. That offensive offensive line is worse. I think they're ranked 32nd. Oh, are they? Okay. They're they're literally ranked worse by every metric. (laughs) I'm fine. fine. That's fine. But by all accounts, better weapons than what Sam Donald had with the Jets. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so with that, I, I'll take Frank Gore over CMC, honestly. <laughs> I Where think, is Bell? <laughs> so, do you guys think this year Sam Darnold puts up or he shuts up? What do you What do you think? Like this? So this okay. Uh, so the, the put up or shut up. So am I am I predicting that he's going to suck or be good? Yeah, that, put that, up. Put that's up basically means, put up means he's going to do well. Shut up means he's going to suck and he might not. I'm going to go. Sh- I'm, I'm going to go shut up. Okay. Explain, please. Uh, the offensive line. The offensive line's terrible. Um, I know I'm. I, I was. Uh, I, I have been a huge. I, he's a nice guy, and, and he seemed. It, it's just the turnovers, man. The turnovers. The turnovers, mm-hmm. and that has harked back since he was a call, when he was at USC. I, I, I'm gonna go shut up. Okay. I'm okay. 
I'm very, I'm very, I'm very interested because yes, his offensive line is still is still bad, but now he has a better outlet in terms of Christian McCaffrey as to when he's under pressure, he can just dump it. Much better dump valve for Christian McCaffrey and to and to yeah, Arnold. The teams are going to plan for that, though. Uh, eh, all right, all right, DT. I'm going to be more optimistic here, and I'm going to say put up. Um, I don't know if well is is the word I want to use with how he's going to play, but I don't think okay. he'll be so abysmal that he won't be the incumbent next year. Okay, because again, CMC as a as a dump valve, I think is huge. He has chemistry with Robbie Anderson already, and I think by all accounts he had his best years throwing deep to Robbie. Some of the best plays of Darnold's career is him going like 90 yards to Anderson. Like we've seen it. I think that's a positive. I think DJ Moore is a threat as well. Um, and I, I want him to do well for at least a game, one game in which I finally, I've been joking about it on the podcast for years and it could legitimately happen. I want Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold for a touchdown. That's all I want. It'll <laughs> so happen. It will happen. It will happen. I want it so bad. (laughs) I will take a million. I won't take a million. I will take a shot when that happens. I'll take a million shots. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm so excited for that. I want to be optimistic about Sam. And so I'm going to go put up. Okay. So I want want to see if you can give me a quick prediction. So he's only gone over 3,000 yards once. And that was 2019. And he went over only by 24 yards. Do you think he'll go over 3,000 yards, and do you think he'll finally get over the 20-touchdown hump? I think both, yes. Both, yes? Okay. I'm going to agree. Yeah. yeah. All right, interesting. All right. So next on my list, I have Zach Taylor, the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. I think considering you know Joe Burrow's back, um, he has you know, a full complement of you know, receiving weapons. His, you know, Joe Mixon's healthy. This offense is now is now ready, but I think he has to put up or shut up in the fact that is he the right guy to mold this team into a quote unquote playoff contender? Put up or shut up. What do you guys think? Hey, I went first last time, so go ahead. Fair. Um, God damn, this is a tough one. This was a good one out of you. Um, I am going to. Go! Oh, I'm I'm literally a coin flip. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> this is what I'm, I wanted. I'm gonna go. Here's what I, I have it. I have it all figured out. I'm gonna go okay. shut up. I'm gonna go shut up. I don't think Zach Taylor's a long term solution. I want them to be good, not great. I want a new regime to get in there and take a fucking offensive lineman with your high draft pick next year. That's what they should do. They have the weapons now. You still got Burrow for a few years. I don't want Burrow to get hurt at all. I want them to do fine. I, 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 that's the thing is I want them to do better, but not so well that Zach Taylor keeps the job. Right. So I'm going to say shut up because I don't want him to stay. But I also don't think the team's going to be all that bad. They're in a tough division. It's a weird division. So they'll probably still finish last. But I think they'll be better, and I hope that they're at least a little bit better. But I just hope it's not good enough for Zach Taylor because they need offensive line help. And, I mean, if if the system he runs ends up being gangbusters and Jamar Chase clearly looks like a pick, then dope. Um, 
but they need protection. So I'm going to go shut up just because, just based off that move, it's a huge gamble. I still think offensive line is too important. So I think they'll be better, but slightly not good enough for him to, you know, he'll probably be in the hot seat after this year. That's fair. Jay? I'm also going to go shut up for the same exact reason. That offensive line is not good. You just lost your first overall pick to a very bad knee injury last year, and then you don't take an offensive lineman. Yeah, Panay Sewell was there. Panay Sewell is one of the best prospects since probably Quentin Nelson, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I... I, That list of... this is obviously I have a little bit of bias because I played offensive line back in the day. Uh, that left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, how do you not protect your quarterback with one of the best tackles in the last five drafts? If I if I may co-opt a SpongeBob quote here for this situation between Joe Burrow and and Zach Taylor, the boy <laughs> cries you a sweater of tears, tears and you kill him and you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Shut up, just for the fact that um, yeah, the offensive line's still garbage, and he might. And there's the thing, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is probably gonna. He's gonna be a little skittish. I feel like probably. I mean, anyone would. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. Shut up. Okay. All right. So the next on the list, Odell Beckham Jr. for the Cleveland Browns. Put up or shut up. This man has not put up. More than 10 touchdowns since his 2016 season with the Giants and has not had more than uh, 1,100 yards receiving since his 2016 year with the Giants. I feel like this year he needs to either put up or shut up with the Cleveland Browns. What do you guys think? Jay, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm hot take. I'm going to go um, put up. Okay. I, think he has, I think he has a bounce back year, yeah. I think the uh, the Browns are clicking on all cylinders. Um, starting last year, I think confidence is high, and as long as Odell is healthy, I think he could have a pretty good year. Okay, DT. Uh, you picked good ones. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go shut up, man. He he can't stay healthy. There's an extra game. It's an extra opportunity for him to fuck something up in his hammy or his leg or whatever the fuck it's going to be this year. Um, they've also largely proven they don't need him. Yes. Like, sure. there are a lot of mouths to feed. Nick Chubb's going to get, you know, 20 touches a game. Kareem Hunt's going to get a bunch of touches. Jarvis Landry's all reliable. They just signed Austin Hooper, Hooper to a massive contract as a tight end, so he's going to get his. Um, there's too many mouths to feed. He hasn't proven enough. Like He's rapidly approaching 30 as a guy who clearly has injury problems, especially in his legs. Like, And I'll even, like, Mario will hate this probably. Like, you were never really that good to begin with. Guy makes two one-handed catches, and everybody thinks he's the greatest thing since yeah. Calvin Johnson. Yep. It's, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, and what he's done for me lately is disappoint. Yeah, that's fair. He's going to shut up. It's I'm done, about, I'm done with Beckham. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Interesting. All right, so the next guy on my list, Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Dak's, Dak's back healthy. By all accounts, he's not going to be limited week one. Put up or shut up. The defense was his pretty bad last year. Really, really bad. 
do we think, though, that the offense can take another step now that Dak's healthy and keep Mike McCarthy in the job? DT, let's start with you. You know, man, I'm going to go with put up. Um, okay. Not because I necessarily super want to, but having Dak back is massive. C.D. Lamb coming off a good rookie year. He's just going to be better because he's going to understand the NFL more. Zeke, if he's Zeke, then the, Mike McCarthy's never been a defensive coach. Like, let's let's call a spade a spade. Like, if we were worried about Mike McCarthy defenses, we'd we'd be here all fucking all fucking <laughs> night. Like, yeah, <laughs> Mike McCarthy and suspect defenses. Name a more iconic duo. Like, yep. that's not my concern. The man does offense, and he does it very well. Dak's coming back. Obviously, he was on a tear. If Zeke returns to form, like I said, CD's got another year under him. And, oh, yeah, they have this guy called Amari Cooper who's apparently pretty decent at football when he wants to be as Michael, well. Like, Michael Gallup's also a fucking Yes, stud. Michael Gallup as well. Yeah. I, I couldn't yep. remember his name. I kept wanting to say Michael Pittman, but I know he's on the Colts. So yep. that's why I wasn't mentioning him either. Like, they're poised to make a run. I think the Dak factor last year, they obviously fell off a cliff. Um, when he got hurt, but I think they're going to do more Mike McCarthy shit that he always does. If that team stays healthy, they're putting up, and that gives McCarthy the job. He'll he'll put up. Okay. Jay? I'm going to go uh, put up for the same exact reason. I don't like McCarthy as a coach at all, but that offense is fucking stacked. Yeah. If they all, like DT just said, if they stay healthy, they're going to put up a million points. Um, yeah, and 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 again, this has nothing to do with McCarthy as a coach because I think he's—I don't think he's a good coach. But I think with Dak back, like Dak just said, and those receivers—if Zeke is Zeke again—and that team is going to be scary. So, what yeah. up? Big X factor as well as I believe. I'm not looking. I haven't looked this up, so I don't know. But uh, Vander Esch was hurt like all of last year, so they're getting the heart and soul of that defense back, if memory serves. I believe well. he was. You are correct in that. So that I yep. think will be a huge factor for them as well. Because oh, and then the uh, as well the, as Blake Jarwin. Yeah, the the linebacker they drafted out of Penn State has been lighting it up all preseason. Mika Parsons. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they yes. they could they could be much improved on that. You never know. Side too. So also the NFC East is a fucking shithole. So yeah, that's that's this fair. Is also fair. <laughs> um, I'll, 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 I'll jump in real quick. I also think put up, I, I, I do feel this team is going to be a lot better and this team should win this division in the NFC East. Sure. No problem. If they stay healthy, <laughs> if they stay healthy, Mario, when um, you listen back to this, we love you, but yeah, the Cowboys but sorry. Better. <laughs> yeah, it's either the Cowboys or the football team. I know the you Giants are Daniel, nowhere near. I know you think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Dak, but you are wrong, but you're wrong <laughs> by all accounts. All right, so we're going to go with an interesting one here. Kevin King, cornerback of the Green Bay Packers, was re-signed for a one-year, I believe, $5 million deal by the Green Bay Packers. Put up or shut up, especially after that NFC Championship game. Jason, go for Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. He's, 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 he's not good. That's, that's it. That's the analysis. <laughs> Don't need much more than that. All right. TT go. <laughs> I think they paid him four point nine 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 million dollars too much <laughs> on that deal. If you got him for like a bag of balls, if he would do it for like free coupons at the Sizzlers, then yeah, give him a shot. But the way that he got full blown embarrassed. Oh my god! It was, that, it was by it was Scotty terrible. Miller. 
<laughs> Scotty Miller of all people. Of all people, Scotty fucking Miller. Yeah. <laughs> and right I before the a, half. I want to give a quick shout out to Jair Alexander for single-handedly putting that fucking defense on his back. Yeah, 100%. Getting those interceptions and being like, we're not out of this. I have something yeah. to say about it. I, Alexander is legitimately my favorite cornerback in the NFL. He's, he's, um, he's incredible. He's great. He's, he's a great. dude. But, um, King, the crown's <laughs> off, homie. You're done. <laughs> Love Couldn't it. agree more. <laughs> so we'll move on to number uh, number I'm, six. I'm mad you put him on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a little layup, just a little layup for you guys. It's a layup, just so get things moving a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Carson and before, and before the king stands, fucking come at us on Spotify yeah. or something. <laughs> Carson Wentz, quarterback, Indianapolis Colts. Put up or shut up. Brent, like, I understand it's a new offense, but it's an offense with a lot of weapons, a great offensive line. You know, by all accounts, him and Quentin Nelson are going to be ready for week one. So with, you know, Jonathan Taylor at running back, decent weapons, you know, wide receiver, put up or shut up, Carson Wentz. DT, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, Wensylvania is dead. Ooh. I was literally going to say that. But Ooh. Wendy is alive, baby! Yes. The I'm classic taking... Razor X. Yeah. Uh, I made that up, too. That's probably not what they call him. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I think he's going to put up. Or I hope he okay. does. I got a soft spot. We saw him fucking tear apart our alma mater there, uh, Coxie, back when he we played did. college ball. So I've we always did. wanted him to do well, despite all that. We all know the season. He had damn near MVP numbers before he yep. went down with an injury. And I think, again, if he stays healthy, that line's much better than the Eagles line. The yep. weapons are much better than the Eagles' weapons. He can stay upright. He's going to put up. Yep. Uh, I, so I believe in 2019, he was you know the first quarterback to have, what was it? Uh, he, he had like so many... Touchdown passes or, 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 you know, passes to receivers that, like, none of them went over a 1,000 yards rushing or, oh, I'm sorry, 1,000 yeah, yards he, passing he, or something like that. Yeah, he, he was the first QB ever to get 4,000 yards without any receiver having 1,000. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> yep. And that was in 2019. He He's shown us what he can do on a Philly team that's kind of subpar in terms of, you know, offensive talent. This this indie team is is a lot better by all respects. So Jay, what do you think? I'm gonna go shut up for just the okay. simple fact that he's probably gonna get injured. That's again. Fair. That's fair. I think he could put up, but everything we've seen in his entire career, I'm gonna go shut up on that one. Just again, just injuries. Okay. All right. Fair. So here's, in my mind, here's another layup. John Gruden, put up or shut up. This man, in his career, is 114 and 110 wins-loss overall. In the last three seasons since signing that ridiculous deal <laughs> with the Raiders, he's 19 and 29. Put up or shut up, John Gruden. Jay, what do you think? Oh, that's a tough one, because the Raiders like are a weird team. Like I feel like they could be something, but they never. And they should have been last year. They yeah, been something last year. 
So, if I say shut up, is that a subpar, like a sub uh, 500 record? Is what yeah, I would say so. That's a that's a sub five like sub five hundreds maybe not making the playoffs kind of a record. All right, so if we're going that route, yeah, I'm gonna go shut up then because I just okay. I don't I don't think there's enough juice for them to especially in that in that division. I, I yeah, that's fair, that's fair, but it's it's just one of those things where you pay him this kind of money, you know, and have all these expectations, and he's got to produce something in his fourth year. He should yeah. produce something in my mind. He's, I just don't. I don't think. I don't think there's enough. There's just not enough. You know. No. And, 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 yeah. If he was in, if he was in like an NFC East, then I'd say I'd, I'd say put up. But that division's fucking rough. So yeah, yeah. shut up. Okay, DT, what do you think? For a lot of the same reasons, I'm gonna go shut up. Like he's <laughs> kind of weird to to frame this this way. But he's an old school coach in a new yep. school division. Yeah. Like all his yeah. stuff. You, you can't run the Tampa two for 30 years, homie. <laughs> Don't work. Um, no. Spider white banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's all the reasons that Jay said, like there, any other division he'd probably put up. Cause I still think, you know, cars got a little wiggle in him. Yep. I don't know what they're going to do with their running back situation with Jacobs and Drake. I think that's weird. Yeah, it is um, weird. I like, they have a lot of upside at the wide receiver position. And obviously Darren Waller's Darren Waller. And I think he's going to continue to do so. Um, but when you got Showtime Mahomes and Herbert in that division, and I think even the Broncos are kind of on the rise this year. Um, I think they're up and coming. Teddy Bridgewater ain't going to lose them games. They're going to be competitive. Right. Uh, like, they'll... If if put up means a playoff berth or, you know, top two in that division, I have to go shut up. Because yeah. I, think, I think that's, you know, Chiefs Chargers are the top two teams in that division. So, yeah. by that 100%. alone, they're, they're in shut up territory. Yep, 100%. Okay. So... We'll go uh, back over to the East Coast, and we'll go with Cam Newton, which we all agree that, or at least I know Jay and I agree, that Mac Jones should be starting. But this is kind of a put-up-or-shut-up time because it is a, quote, quarterback competition. Put-up-or-shut-up for Cam Newton. So I'm very interested. D, start us off. Oh, he's done. Shut up. Shut up in (laughs) all the ways. Shut up in every... Like stop with the hats and the outfits. Stop, stop <laughs> the with brief, like the, the briefcase. Like <laughs> he had like the LeBron James briefcase that just, one time. Yeah, Do you remember just, that? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I blocked it out. Like in every aspect, like it's over. I feel like, and this is a terrible analogy. Well, I think it's hilarious. But um, if you're, for all the wrestling fans out there who uh, may be listening or watching the podcast, he's gone full blown Undertaker. Just overstayed his yeah. welcome. Yeah. Now, you, he comes out now and you're like, this is kind of sad. Like, I just hope he doesn't hurt himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yep. it's, that, it's that whole sin- Or for other people, it's the Simpsons. They've been worse for twice as long as they were ever good. Same yeah. With Cam, same with Cam Newton. Like, like yeah. overstayed yeah. the welcome. Like, obviously, you, you gave us some magic. You had an MVP year. You dabbed on people. And then you threw for almost as many touchdowns as I did, and one of us has an NFL contract. So, <laughs> like, it's time. It's like, 
Your time's up, homie. It's time to shut up. Mac Jones is the future there. And I hate that I said that out loud. But here we are. <laughs> Jay? Yeah, I, um, I, I've had the same sentiment as, uh, as D on this one. I, I hate this. From my unbiased opinion, yeah, Mac Jones is the future. Obviously. It's, it's clear as day that he's the future. And here's the thing. And like DT was kind of harping on with the MVP, like back in the day, Cam Newton was amazing. Great. One of the like funnest um, players in the NFL to watch back in his prime. Like he was just a, like every time the Panthers are playing, I was like, oh shit, I want to watch this because it's so interesting what he's doing. And it's really, it, you know, it's, it's entertaining, but that time's gone. And he's, Clearly does not have it anymore. Clearly doesn't have it anymore. Um, so yeah, shut up, obviously. But yeah, it's Mac. It's it's time for Mac Jones to be the starter there. Yeah, I I mean I 100% agree with you guys. It's definitely a shut up year for Cam Newton. There's no way he lasts more than four or five games before Mac Jones takes over. So here we go. Number nine, Ken Norton Jr. He is well. You know what? Can anyone tell me? What coach he is, can he like what he is and who he coaches for? He's a defensive coordinator for or? fucking. Uh, I have no idea. I'm not gonna yeah, you. <laughs> for the Seattle Seahawks. That's who it is. I, I, that's that's it. I knew the name, but I, I, I was knew, like, he's. he's I was somewhere. hoping you know. He's yep. somewhere in my division, but I so, can't figure out where. <laughs> that's why I so knew. Last that's year, why I knew he was a DC. I was like, but yep. where the fuck is he? So last year they were the second worst in terms of uh, yards gained through the air. Um, this they were. I mean, let's let's be real. They were historically bad to start the year. Oh my god! It was, it was it was horrible. It was, it was awful. So put up or shut up, Ken Norton Jr., Seattle defensive coordinator. Jay, let's go. I think this is pretty easy. The fact that I didn't know his name, put up. <laughs> And, up? Okay, but 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 also like now that I have some context behind it, that defense was fucking terrible. It was bad, it was terrible. So put up means you think he's gonna be all right? Yeah. Oh, shut up, shut up. Sorry, my bad. Okay, all right. <laughs> I miss. Yeah, I miss smoke. More sense. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Um, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think he. Um, yeah, obviously, like, again, because the fact that me and DT couldn't even place the name, and then when you put context behind it. The how bad that defense was for the first what was it like six or seven games that year? Oh, it was awful. It was like you said historically, it was on track to be one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL. Yep. Um, yeah, I yeah, he's done. Yeah, and it's 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 funny because that was pretty much the limiting factor for that off or for that entire team because yeah. that team was was seventh in total touchdowns last year. So that that de- defense was the entire reason why they didn't achieve anything greater. It had oh to yeah, be. yeah. I mean that that offense was firing on like all cylinders all year. Yeah, and they they were they were scoring like forty points and losing games. <laughs> like it it's was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So D, what do you think? I'm gonna go shut up. Completely biased. I want him to be bad. I want Kyler to have a free 300 yards twice a year this year. <laughs> so I hope he's bad. I think he's going to be bad because I don't think they got better talent-wise on that end of the ball, especially in the secondary. The Legion of Boom is now the Legion of, I don't know, 
somebody else come up with something clever. The Legion of Gloom. Not that Ooh, perfect. I like <laughs> this is why I like that a lot. Fucking alley oop. I'll let you slam dunk it, but like, just like they didn't make any moves to make that better. I don't think he suddenly mm-hmm. got better at coaching defense <laughs> over the off yeah. season. Um, and from a bias standpoint, I want him to be bad so Kyler and the others can get a lot of points and yards and stats because we are likely <laughs> not going to get very many of them against the Rams. So we need a little bit of makeup room. So Fair. I'm going to go shut up for some of the logical reasons I said, but also completely biasedly because I hope he's bad. <laughs> this is fair. All right. So for the last one, I've, I, I've kind of flip-flopped. So one, I'll let you guys choose. I could have gone Matt Ryan. I don't like that one because Matt Ryan has, he's, you know, he was fourth last year in yards. Like he's, he's definitely put up, but like the team was bad just in terms of defense, but that was more, you know, a lot of other factors in terms of the coaching staff. So I'm leaning towards going back to the Raiders again and going Mike Mayock because they've had, you know, Mike Mayock has had other than Josh Jacobs, a lot of interesting picks in terms of his draft classes. I'll go. I, I, w- I would rather go uh, Mayock. Yeah. All right. So let's go. Let's go Mayock. Mike Mayock, you know, put up or shut up. Obviously, he's kind of already done his his deals in terms of the draft. But in terms of what he could do before the trade deadline and stuff like that, or even in terms of next draft, we can we can kind of include the 2022 offseason as part of this. Put up or shut up. Mike Mayock. What do you guys think? DT, I'll start with you. Shut up. Fucking John Gruden and Mike Mayock. Shut up. (laughs) Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) John Gruden and Mike Mayock belong in their respective booths doing analysis. Fucking don't. Like, don't. They're in Vegas now. Mission accomplished. Fucking leave. Let them be an actual football organization. Like, (laughs) I'm done. Like, I was shocked he got the fucking job to begin with. Like, yeah, no, I want to talk about AJ Green, and I'm going to say he's going to put up this year. Comeback player okay. of the year. All right, you know what? We'll we'll, we'll add it on there. We'll, we'll add pencil, it on there. We'll pencil we'll do, it in for you. We'll do a two for one for number ten. <laughs> two for one. Mike Mayock and AJ Green. There we go. AJ Green's right. going to win comeback player of the year and have at least 900 yards. I like. Ooh, all right. Okay. I like that. Shot, shot, shot take. Yeah, yes. shot take. Yes. Sir. Okay. All right. All right. There we all go. Right. I like it. Jay? I like, can't believe um, you made me talk about fucking Mike Mayock. Oh. I was, uh, so uh, I'll talk Mayock oh. and then AJ Green. Yep. That's okay. So Mayock, um, that was a dumb fucking decision to begin with. It's, yeah, he's it was. A, he was. He was a draft like expert on like what, ESPN or some shit? <laughs> he's Diet Mel <laughs> Kuyper and you gave him an executive <laughs> job. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> and, his, and, and the thing with Mayock, and so like from an objective view on this like okay so they put up the whole he was an analyst aside um he just reaches so hard for yeah. players that should not be taken as high as they're taken and i yep. think it's just him trying to get too cute with it yep and he's like oh look how smart i am by taking this player that was like number 60 on every board <laughs> in the world yeah and i'll, I'll take him 13 overall because i'm smarter than you and yeah. it just has it just hasn't worked out Leatherwood was the most recent. Like, yeah. le- like they took Leatherwood yeah. way too high. Yeah, yeah. Leatherwood should have been like a third rounder. Yep. And he took him what in the 
was it a first rounder? Oh, first it was, a, it was yeah. a first rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He 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 gets too cute with his picks, and I think it's just him trying to like prove himself as like a smarter guy than all these other GMs. And yeah, shut up. Yeah, he, yeah shut up. Of course, <laughs> AJ Green. I will. I think I'm gonna agree with DT on this one because everything at a camp has been rave reviews. And everyone's yeah. saying everyone's saying that AJ Green looks like AJ Green uh, AJ Green again. And shit, if he looks like AJ Green again, watch the fuck out because that yeah. is especially with Kyler throwing to him. Man, yeah. that's gonna be scary. Especially yeah. with him getting number two receiver coverage. Yeah. yeah. So put put up put up for AJ Green. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Everybody's right. well, sleeping that, on him. There you go. Pissed. And for that. For my first segment, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the last one of this. His last shot take <laughs> of the four. day, folks. Love that. As you I'll, push that, nice ball. Be, you I'll, did I'll it. Be, he did it. Fuck yeah! It's below the label. He did it. I can't believe it. He's only gone and done it. Fucking hell. I'll be right back, boys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you and I will chat first, then, and then we can fill him yeah, in and Cox absolutely. Um, the big question. For this week, we're running a little long. It's an hour forty-four right now, but that's all right. We're good. Um, the big question this week: we want to do a big full season preview, but we'll probably save that for uh, next, next week, week for y'all. Yeah. Get on. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna be selfish here, and we're gonna talk about our own individual teams here. And what I want to do with everybody is I want to get everybody's individual team and their take on their ceiling, meaning if everything falls into place perfectly. Um, where you think your team can end the season in terms of record. Maybe not in terms of like playoff runs or whatever that might get too deep, but at least in terms of okay. depending on what we want to talk about, we can always adjust. And then the floor, like if everything goes to shit, like what do you think is like the lowest floor for this team? So my question with you on that is yep. are we like the do injuries count in that? Um are we saying without with the rosters as they're constructed, as they're meant to be ceiling and floor yeah or I, I would with, say with injuries i would say unless that you have a certain um player who's Does, kind of been labeled as injury prone you can okay. x factor that in okay. but if it's like if it's a freak thing then i don't think that but like gotcha. if for instance you i would i would let you say like if gronk gets hurt because gronk gets hurt right <laughs> Um, or all these other, so if you, if like we have somebody who's generally injury prone, I don't really on my team. I know you don't really either. Not really. Nope. Jay's all like new people. So yep. <laughs> it's probably not going to be, <laughs> we were just talking about, he was, cause I, we were talking about ceilings and floors. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. and he was, he was asking like, is your floor like injuries included? I was like, no, like talk about it. Like if you have somebody who's labeled as injury prone, you can factor that in. But if it's if it like don't add anything freak like right. like our floor if Kyler Murray gets hurt is three wins yeah it probably fucking is but like Obviously. that's not the way we want to frame this like right yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. in no. terms of on the field production if you know the calls go the right way if the ball bounces the right way what's your team's ceiling what's your team's floor don't really factor in off the field stuff again, unless you have somebody who's labeled injury prone. Like, I don't know if he'd do this, but if Cox wanted to be like, yeah, but if Gronk goes down, because we all know Gronk tends to go down, <laughs> like, then I'll let him factor that in. But if you don't have a general person who's labeled 
as such, um, then don't factor it in because this is like in a vacuum ideal situations or less than ideal situations depending on how the on-field product goes. Gotcha. Um, shall I lead? Do you guys want to lead? How do you want to do this? I can Good. lead because it's the easiest fucking fair. thing for yeah, me. Yeah, that's actually fair, yeah. Um, so I'll start with ceiling. Everything goes right for the Bucks. It's a perfect season. If everything goes right, this team goes, what is it, 20-0 and and wins the whole damn thing. The right toward three, division, championship, Super Bowl with 17 wins, 20, 20-0. I think. If everything goes right, it's a 20-0 season. The, okay. they, signed, they signed everybody back. Let's be real. Where they were after the bye week, that's the Tampa Bay that they can be where they, they can blow people. They can blow people out of the water. If they, if they want or their want, they will destroy teams. That's, that's, that's just, that's just the reality. We've never seen a Super Bowl team resign all 22 starters. We've never seen it happen. This is, this is what they can be. If they really want to, if they really work at it and they really come together this is what they can be, is the perfect season. That's what they can be. That's their ceiling. Their floor, for me, barring a freak Tom Brady injury, is 14-3. and three. Okay. That's their floor. Bills, um, Rams, and Colts. Those are the three that I could see as potential losses. That's it. Other than that, I don't... Maybe the, maybe the Cowboys... Since it's week one and everyone's healthy, maybe. Other than that, I, I I just don't. I look at their schedule and I don't see the Saints don't scare me, the Falcons don't scare me, the Panthers don't scare me, Giants, Washington, like none of the Patriot, none of these teams scare me. They just don't. Sorry, the Jet, Jets don't scare me. They just don't. That's fair. Like, <laughs> I'm, I, like I'm sorry. Like it's week fifteen, so maybe Zach Wilson will have like some really good chemistry. That I just. They don't scare me. So I look at the schedule and 14 and three should be their floor. They should win the division handily. They should be, the floor for this team is NFC title game. For me, it should, it's NFC title game. Anything other than that is barring injury, a disappointment. That's where I'm at. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that? Uh, Jay, do you think he's got a point? Um, me personally, I think with the extended season, I don't think we're ever going to see an undefeated team ever again. I really don't. I, I just the NFL's it's a league of parity. Yeah. There's going to be a week where something goes wrong. There's get somebody that Brady might be off that day. The defense might let some uh, assignments go. I just don't. I don't foresee a team ever going undefeated ever again. I, I, I just. I just want to quickly say I agree with you. Yeah, but I'm saying the absolute tippy top ceiling. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I would say I would say the uh, ceiling for them is probably two losses. I would say yeah. the ceiling um, yeah. floor floor would be I don't know what we can't say eleven and five anymore. So twelve and five. Yeah, eleven and six. Man, I'll go with eleven. I'll go eleven and six. Eleven okay. and six would be their floor. Yeah. Okay. It's it's it's, it's 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 a division they, they should win the division no matter what. Yeah, that if division's 
That division is not what it used to be at no. all. At if all. they don't, if they don't win the division, it's a fucking catastrophe. Yeah, no, they 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 should handily okay. win that division. I, okay. I completely agree. Uh, that okay. like you, it's like you said, they they brought all their starters back. Yep. It all depends on Brady, though. It does. At 100%. some point, at some point, he's going to hit that cliff. At some point, it's going to happen. Father Time's undefeated. My thing with that is that Father Time is undefeated in terms of the physical, like what you can do physically. Look but at, Brady's, well, okay, but, but, but the majority of Brady's game is mental. Well, look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was, in my opinion, and I know you're going to not agree with me, the smartest, the smartest quarterback that ever played the game. But period. he had a neck. He had, like, his neck and, like, all of that, like, he couldn't move. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if Brady, if Brady has something happen... And no, that, he, and he, he, he can still play, but like not as well as he used to. Uh, we're just saying, I, we're saying barring like freak injury. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yep. So I, uh, yeah, I'd say like I don't know. Your floor is probably like ten wins, like at the absolute worst. If everything goes well, probably yeah. ten wins. Like your ceiling is probably fourteen or more wins. Definitely like deep playoff run, like. Ceiling, ceiling, Super Bowl again. Like, yeah, I think that's 100%. obvious. But like, you guys will finish somewhere between ten and fourteen wins. I think. Like, that's yep. like yeah, I think I, I agree. Unless, again, barring something catastrophic, you're going double digit wins, and that's that's your floor. So that's really all I have to say about it. They, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna insane. drink it in because there's it's not <laughs> much longer that I'm gonna get this. That's true. Before we, that's true. Before we suck total ass again. Fucking enjoy so, it while you can, man. Yeah, exactly. Unless we become a retirement home, so I'll be fine with a retirement home. <laughs> and now for something completely different, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Jets. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, the offense has been a breath of fresh air. I think that the concepts that have been put in, in the, you know, in the spring and summer... It's going to, I think the, not the defense, the offense is going to surprise a lot of people. I really do. I, I really believe that. The wide receiver core is, and it's it's way better than people are giving them credit for. Corey Davis is amazing. Elijah Moore is a stud. Holy shit. What? I'm just wondering who's not <laughs> giving the Jets wide receiver core credit. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Like, really? But, yeah, oh, no, I, good. oh, I read articles all, all, all. Oh, they're day. dumb. Our fantasy they're dumb. Football draft. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're dumb. yeah. Well, it's yeah, I mean, good. I mean, even like, and uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, even was it last weekend, right, Dave? Yeah, the fantasy we're, football we're, draft. We were talking about the uh, Jets wide receiver core, and all of uh, our friends oh. were like, "Oh, the Jets! Uh, ugh, I'm not touching any Jets wide receivers." It's like, oh, what? <laughs> I drafted oh, Corey oh. Davis after yeah. Elijah Moore was off the board. It was oh, a steal. Yeah. It was a steal. That's a, yeah, that's a steal. Oh, they're dumb. Your friends oh, yeah. are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry think... to all of your friends, but they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I I completely agree. Um, yeah. But uh... this is going to be the season where Jay and I agree the most on the Jets. Hilarious. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that, so. Like back to my point, though, I think the wide receiver core is. Completely overall, it's it's actually good for the first time in yeah. God, who knows? Probably like 2015 when they had you know uh, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> um, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, and, and Eric Decker on the other side. Um, but anyway, so 
I think the offense will be good. The defense definitely fucking took a hit when Carl Lawson went down. Definitely took a hit. Um, but I still think that uh, Sala can scheme around that a, a good amount. I don't think they're going to be a good defense. I think they'll be an okay defense. Because I, I really do believe that Sala is one of the better uh, defensive minds in the NFL. Uh, so so back to the point, though. Um, as far as ceiling, I everything goes right. I could see them going 9-8. Um, floor, we saw last year what the floor is. I could see them winning, like, four games as a floor. Um, just because, you know, you're dealing with a, a rookie quarterback, so who the hell knows what's going to happen with that? You know, Zach Wilson might light it up. Zach Wilson might have those rookie bumps in the roads. And, and you know, that usually is what happens with a rookie. But we've seen the last five, six years, there's been rookie quarterbacks that have come out and just lit it up, so... It really depends on Zach Wilson, honestly. Um, so yeah, uh, ceiling nine and eight, floor. Let's go four and uh, thirteen. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would <sighs> look. I mean, look, losing Shaq Lawson, that's that's a hit. Shaq Lawson was signed today. Uh, Carl yeah. Lawson. Carl oh, Lawson. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Sorry. So no, but that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So so losing Carl Lawson, but trading for Shaq Lawson, that's. That's going to help. That's going to help. So I would agree with you that tr- that, y- that your ceiling is nine and eight. Yep. Yep. I would. I would. I wouldn't be shocked if you get to ten. If you get ten wins, I wouldn't be shocked. This is this is okay. So um, this is kind of a, a moment here. Yeah, it is. Ryan Cox is saying that the Jets look, could get ten wins. Look, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Do okay. I think it's going to happen? No. no, no would no. I be shocked? No. Mm. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. I would. I would agree. Nine and eight is their ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> However, I'm going to disagree with you on the floor. The floor is two and fifteen. Fair. Just, fair. just based on like the offense has taken strides. Yes. But has the defense, has the defense taken enough strides to win you enough games to get you above two? I don't know. That's the thing. I, I, I don't know. And, and the reason I said it is because I, I believe in Sala. Now, and, yep, no, no, go ahead. No, no, um, for me personally, like, I, you know, the defensive, uh, the scheme, was it the last, like, two years he lost his best uh, pass rushers? And still, were they? They were in like top five last year. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, I, I, I think you're close. If anything, yeah, close. And aside from Sherman, can you name another corner on that team? No, exactly. No. So, I, so I think, I think, I think. He even might, though, because he's a cornerback guy, but even I, though not off the uh, top of my head, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> even though that the uh, the uh, the D has taken some hits and and you know it happened, injuries happened. Yep. I think I think uh, Sala is good enough to scheme around the losses he's taken, and I think the offense is going to take a big step forward. So I guess that's why I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> so here's my thing: I think your floor is is two wins, but what I actually think you're going to get, I think you're going to get seven and ten. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's seven and ten. You should be fucking. So thankful because you're going to be competitive in so many of those games. 
you're going to cause so many teams problems, especially defensively. Like your defense, your defense is not going to win you games, but it's sure shit not going to lose you games. It's going to, it's, it's, it's just, it's, you're just not going to offensively be able to keep up. So, I, I mean, I guess, I guess in that respect, you're well, that, that, that's, well, that's why I, I said, guess, I guess your defense is not going to, you're, you know, your defense is going to cause you to lose your games in that respect. But it's, you're not, there's not going to be these glaring mistakes. Is, is what I'm saying. It's not going to be Gase era where it was like, "Holy shit, what the fuck happened?" Kind of I thing. wouldn't be <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if at the end of the year we're like, "Oh, well, this is a team where you know they lost six games by you know single digits." Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. No. That's that's my thing. They're gonna like you can you're gonna look at this team at the end of the year and be like, "Oh, next year with the with the picks that they're gonna have, they're gonna make a fucking difference." Especially yeah. with the second year of Zach Wilson in that offense, you know, with with a third year with with your star left tackle, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have all these things. that's just gonna keep piling on. Is like this team has to be better, and they're gonna keep getting better because they have a competent coaching staff, they have a competent quarterback, they have all these things going for them now. And that's why I said three years. I'm very excited for the next three years because it's gonna be seven wins this year. The next year, nine or ten, and then after that. Well, shit, they might be competing for a division at that point. You don't know. Well, you we'll don't see. know where everyone else is. We'll see how Zach Wilson... That's what I said. This entire season is about Zach Wilson. The entire exactly. season is about Zach exactly. Wilson. That's yep. it. It's all I care about watching. Wins and losses, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be pissed off when they lose. But at the end of the year, it's going to be, how did Zach look? Yep. Uh, we we kind of uh, <laughs> stranglehold the conversation. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna let you go because it was fun. Um, <laughs> so funnily enough, <laughs> I never thought I never thought because I, I I took a look at everything. I never thought I was gonna be the one to give the uh, the Jets here the highest ceiling. Um, <laughs> I looked at the schedule, and again, we talked. This is in a vacuum of if everything goes your way. You guys could win 11 of these games. Oh, okay. Show your work. Let's, let's say. Yeah, so, I, want, I want you to show your work. So if, if, if the offense takes the strides that we think it will, if Salah can scheme his defense, don't forget CJ Mosley's coming back, and we all know he's a guy. Sure. Yep. Quinnen Williams, a young guy who's going to make another leap. Like, you have a yep. lot of young talent. Your biggest question marks are at the outside corner positions. So yep. not, where, not where you want your issues. <laughs> But no, there are but apparently, apparently Bryce Hall has been lighting up camp. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but, uh, but let's like, come on. But there are, but oh, there are ways. Well, they, they've done two joint practices against other teams, and he still has I been locked out. I would love to get to my point. If you, I'm sorry, mind. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If go you ahead. Don't mind. I'm sorry because <laughs> you got all excited about me showing my work, and now you're talking. I know, about I know, I know. Bryce I'm Hall's high, preseason practices. I know. I, I'm <laughs> hijacking the conversation. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I look through the schedule, and this is, again, we talk about the ceiling being if everything falls into place. You guys have an incredibly favorable schedule. The only games I think are pretty much guaranteed losses for you guys are Bucks, Titans, and one or both Bills games. Not the Colts? I, no. I mean, they'll probably lose to the Colts, but I don't think it's guaranteed. It's, in the, it's at Indy. What I know. Are you talking about? I don't think it's guaranteed. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. I, no. Let him go. Let him go. Because again, right. this is this is this is in an ideal situation, and if we're All talking right. about ideal situations, the Pats don't get any better. 
Okay. Two is not for real. So they, they win those games. Okay. Wentz isn't for real. Like, then what are you going to do? Like, it, who's who's the backup in, in Indy? I don't know. Is it anybody? Uh, Eason from yeah, Washington. Yeah, Jacob Eason, yep. I'm yeah. not scared of him. Yep, um, I agree. You got, you, Should, yep. Shouldn't be. <laughs> no. Um, Jameis is an X factor in the Saints game. I mean, you'll pro- again, that's another one you'll probably lose, but you don't know. Like, I think I they think, could win that one. Again, absolute. You could, yep. Absolute ceiling is eleven if everything goes well. Okay, like that. Right. I think that's why. Oh, what was that? What was that? <laughs> somebody was trying to come on for audio listeners. It looked like somebody was trying to hop on the call. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think absolute ceiling. Like if the Pats are the like don't make any steps forward. If two is not for real, you know, if a couple of things fall into place, like. You said you wouldn't be shocked if they won 10. I went up one, and apparently now it's a fucking travesty. <laughs> That's fair. You know, you're right. You're right. You're so right. You're right. I was like, again, everything goes right. I think 11, but and I think their floor, again, they have a pretty easy schedule. They do. Like, yeah. like I could see, I, I think like eight, eight and nine is probably your floor. Floor? Okay. Like you'll, you'll, wow. you'll like, well, again, uh, on the other side of the coin, I guess, floor-wise, like, if Burrow and that new wave Zach Taylor offense kicks your ass, and, like, those Colts games goes the other way, and if the Patriots... So maybe maybe the floor is a little lower than that. Maybe it's, like, five, but... Okay. I was going to say, because if it's eight, then, like, at that point, you're saying that the AFC East is going to be, the like, the best division in probably all of football at that point. It, and very well it could be. It could be. Yeah. It could be. I don't see it being that way. I think the NFC West is going to end up being the best division in all of football. Fuck my probably. life. <laughs> fuck my life. We'll get there. The, the, the Jets are probably going to be the worst team in that division, and if they have eight wins, then that's fucking saying something. Well, again, if in the in the ideal scenario, like if if two is not for real, if the, the Dolphins take a step back, they might not be. That's true. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. No, yeah, you're. There's a lot of weird factors. Like the the Jets are this weird soup of like an up and coming team in a weird division that's in a weird spot, and their schedule is really beneficial to them. So I think their ceiling and floor kind of vacillate wildly. It's it's like I think I think that's the most unknown one out of the three that we're going to discuss here because Mario's not here and we can't discuss the Giants because that's also going to be total mess in the NFCs. I mean, they're going to suck. So fuck (laughs) them. But yeah, so I'll go. I'll go absolute ceiling if Zach Wilson. Sorry, Mario. If, if, I'm not. If Zach Wilson plays like a like a, a almost MVP type candidate, not even rookie of the year type candidate, like if he slings that ball and those receivers take to the system, and that solid defense is anything like the Niners, I'll give you guys an 11 win ceiling. But again, ceiling is not what I expect. It's how I think yeah. in the best scenario. You guys are going to. You're probably going to fall somewhere in the middle of the eleven wins and the five wins that I talked about. Who yeah, wants? Yeah. Who wants to do a shot shot take right now? Of that what? Zach Wilson has four thousand yards passing, mm. twenty five touchdowns, and ten picks. I'll take the twenty five and ten for sure. You will take twenty five and ten. Yeah, I'll take the 25 times. I've already done a bunch of uh, ridiculous shot takes already this episode. I'll hold on. Well, you're going to do another one. Take it. <laughs> do it. Are, are you, I just how, took four. Yeah, Shut that's because you had a bad take. 
Well, shut up. You know why I don't do four? Because I don't take those bets. Well, you're not. That's not fun. Well, I already have a fucking unreal one. What's my one from earlier? AJ Green's going to win comeback player of the year, 900 yards. That's true. Or yeah, more. You do. That, that, is, that's, that is a pretty, that is, yeah. That is yeah. Unreal, yeah. So, All right, so 25 and 10. All right, I'll, leave me I'll the give fuck you, alone. I'll give you. I'll I'll, give you I'll, yeah, I'll what do about, what about What about 4,025 10? I don't, I don't know about the 4,000. I'll take the 25 10, though. What if I. What if I is, it 25, is it 25 total or 25 passing? 25 passing. I'll take it. Yeah, fuck it. All right, we'll do it. 25 10. We'll do it. All right, cool. Witness. Um, that's a that's a fun one. That's yeah, a are, we, are, are we good on the Jets? Yes. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Yeah. All right. Go to the cards. Last but not least, I think I have least. the I think I have the 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 hardest situation to gauge. Yes. Um, we do not have a favorable schedule. No. By any stretch, we do Just have we, we have the Jags. Alone. We have the Jags, which is the biggest gimme, and we have the Lions. So our floor is probably two. <laughs> but we have a lot of other big factors as well, like how the Niners develop. You mm-hmm. know, we again we play we play um the Rams play twice. Panthers. Yeah, we we'll probably beat the Panthers. Play the Rams twice, we play the Seahawks twice, and who knows how the Seahawks are doing. Mm-hmm. Um we play the Titans to start. So in a, yep. in, a, in a in a in a sport of momentum, that might not be good. Um, we have the Browns and the Packers as well. Yes. Play the Cowboys. Like it's rough. It's a murderous row. Yeah, like we're like our our ceiling. If everything goes right, if Chandler Jones and JJ Watt turn back the clock a little bit and are like late twenties versions of themselves, along with that defense, the talent we have there, the new acquisitions. And that offense is what it could be with Hopkins, with AJ Green, with Kirk, with fucking Rondale Moore. Like our ceiling's probably ten wins. I don't. I don't agree with that at all. Eleven wins. Um, our floors probably. I think we have the like the smallest gap between ceiling and floor. I think. We'll either have eight wins or like eleven wins. Like I think our ceiling's eleven. I think our floor's eight. We're going to be second or third in that division, probably. With the Rams being the Rams, it all depends on how the Seahawks do in their schedule and how the Niners are on the come up or not. So, I'm going to give us a uh, I'm going to give us a ceiling of eleven, and even that doesn't feel right. It might be ten, and I'll give us a floor of eight. Jay, Jay, how pessimistic are you? With the cards, I actually am pretty optimistic about the Cardinals. Then, then you go first. Yeah, I I think there's, <laughs> I think their ceiling is thirteen. Honestly, I really do. I I really think they win thirteen games. <laughs> oh no! Well, so. it, all right. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hear me out. That offense is fucking awesome. I I really really like Chase Edmonds a lot. I really like Kyler. Hopkins is a fucking animal. I think you could easily win thirteen games. See, my think- big, my big thing, and I'm shocked this wasn't a put up or shut oh. up. You should have put Cliff Kingsbury in the put up or shut up. Yeah, that's I the think, thing. I, I, I think next year <laughs> for him, in my opinion. But all right, how I'll, fa- let Jay, how- I'll let Jay finish his point, and then you can go. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but I think like it, 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 and, and that's a good point. Like, how far can Cliff take you? Is really what it comes down to. But I think that the talent on the roster is 
the defense is good. That's going to be a, a, a pretty solid defense. Uh, the offense is incredible. I think Kyler takes another step forward. I really do. I, I'm a big Kyler guy. I have been since he was drafted. Um, so, yeah, I think the ceiling is 13. The floor is probably like 8. I think that's fair. All right. So, I'm going to start with what I think is going to happen with this team. And it pains me to say it's an 8-9 and nine team. So I'm going to give you plus two and a half, minus two and a half. So your your ceiling, I'm going to round up to 11, as you said. But your floor, I'm going to round down to five. Thanks. Look, so let's let's just let's go through this. Let's let's go through the schedule. So at Titans, loss versus Vikings. Win at Jaguars. Win at Rams. That's a loss. Versus the Niners. Probably a loss. No, no, they beat the fucking no, they beat the Niners. I don't know, dude. The Niners with full, uh, fully healthy Niners. I think they beat the Niners. But go ahead, fully healthy Niners. I know I cut you off, but I think they. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. The 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 Browns. That's a loss. The the. The Texans, that's a win. Packers, that's a loss. At the Niners, that's a loss. Uh, Panthers, that's a win. Seahawks, loss. Bears, loss. Rams, loss. loss. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back the fuck up. The Bears? At the Bears? I think they beat the Bears. It's late in the season with Justin Fields? With a rookie quarterback against that defense, that's I not. Think... That's not. That's not. That at that point, he's no longer rookie. No, no, no. He's been starting a few games at this point. I'm sorry. All that right, defense. No. That okay. defense is legit. The defense I, is legit. I disagree with you, but continue. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So, and then Rams loss, Lions win, Colts loss, Cowboys, and then at home to the Seahawks is a division opponent. So I'll give you that to end the. And so end you just the... don't think we beat good teams. You didn't give us any wins against any of no, the good teams. I don't. I, I'm sorry, I don't. Because the good teams you're facing are better than you. And mm, they are. Okay. Like, Not the Bears. I, but the, the, no. I, I think, I, I'm sorry, I, I personally think... Well, yeah, it's your opinion. It's, it's fine. The, ba- the Bears, on paper, are better than you. So... What? Yeah, no. the Bears on no. paper are better than you. No, they are. They are not receiving. They're better. No, um, they are. are. You are you out of your mind? No, they are not. Yeah, Allen Robinson and, is, and and and. Let me look up the. Let me look and, up the. Roster. Oh, you have to look up the roster. You can't. Darnell, I have to look up a lot of roster. <laughs> Darnell Mooney, Anthony, what's his face are better than DeAndre I just Hopkins. Think I, I just, look, I, I, I can accept. I can. I can accept you taking the Bears, but saying that they have a better receiving court than the Cardinals. But you're also fucking insane. But you're playing them in Chicago. Who cares? Oh, home field. Do you not think home field advantage matters in the NFL? Not statistically. Statistically, not really. No, it doesn't. Uh, Can you pull up the statistics on that? Do you want me to? Yeah. No. No. Actually, I do. No, I do. Okay. If you if if you can give me like a good statistical, if it's over sixty five percent, like statistical, like that, it doesn't. Then yes, then I'll accept that as as something that's statistically significant. Um, 
I just look. I'm not saying you're a bad team. I, I, I and you it know what? And like the more that, I, and the more that I think <laughs> about this, the more that I should have put Cliff Kingsbury in a put up or shut up. I assumed you uh, would. I literally thought um, it was going to be there. Uh, but you know, the more I, I, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't look at, I didn't look at their schedule hard enough. That's that's on me. Um, I think that they're they're a five hundred team in the, especially in the in the division that they're in. I think that's the a di- big factor. That is a big that, factor. The, the division that they're. This is, in my opinion, this is the the best division in football by a mile. So yeah, it ain't close. Um, no, it's not close. So it's um, Allen Robinson, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, oh, they do have Demir Bird, so that's that's something. Um, Darnell Mounier, yeah, Chris Lacey, uh, Javier Johnson, Riley Ridley. So, okay, so maybe... So, I will say that the uh, Cardinals wide receivers are better. But, I think the defense for the Bears is better. So, it might be. I just... Yeah, oh, you're I, out. I, I, I just... Look, we lost Jason. Oh, did he? Did we? Oh no! Uh, oh, you know what? It's probably better. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so look, I, look. It's a five. It's a, it's an eight and nine, nine and eight. That's that's where I think they'll probably end up. Is that okay. where I hope they end up? No, there you are. because I like their. I like their back. Yeah. All right, cool. There you go. Uh, so, uh, Cox, I just looked it up. It's a little bit below. It's like fifty nine percent. So it's a, basically a coin flip. Home field advantage. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. I will take that. So you know what? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, and I'll go that they're a nine and eight football team. And so ceiling, I'll give twelve, and then floor, I'll give like seven. I'll give seven. To be I'll fair, the, stat, the stats I looked up were like twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen. So that's pre-pandemic. But, but before but, before there was no fans in, in the stands. Right, but but <laughs> but like. It's a coin it's, flip. It's, it's one of those things where the, the division is so tough. And every other team in your division, it wouldn't surprise me if you're last in your division. Wouldn't shock me at all. It would shock me if you're second in your division. Really? Yeah. If you're better than both the Seahawks and the Niners, that would shock me. The Cardinals the Rams, have- the Cardinals have a better roster than the Seahawks. That's a fu- that's a fact. But but the but the Seahawks are always just there. They're historically just there. It's the you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, the coaching. That's what it comes down to. Is I don't trust yeah, Kingsbury but, as a coach. Which is which is why which is why D's not wrong in saying that I should have put Cliff Kingsbury in the put up or shut up. I, I should I would have said shut up. <laughs> See, but, I should have done but it. The, other, the other thing is like you know the coaching is better. But what happened to the fucking Patriots last year? The better rosters won in those games, right? But but like, if you gave that same roster to Bill Belichick, I think he would have done better than Cliff Kingsbury. Oh yeah, for sure. But so that's the thing. But that's that's a straw man argument. Not necessarily. It's saying that Bill Belichick's coaching staff and his coaching alone is better than Cliff Kingsbury and his coaching staff. That's objectively true. <laughs> I mean, so that's not a straw man true. argument. That's well, that's you're, a, that's you're, you're, argument. you're you're redirecting though because like the the roster is better in Arizona than it is in New England. That's just a fact. It just is. The roster is better in Arizona right, than, it the is, than, it, than it is in Seattle. 
but the coaching's not necessarily. No, it's not. But I'm just saying that the roster. And no, no offense. I like Russell Wilson way more than I like Kyler Murray. As yeah, a quarterback know. and as 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 a quarterback and as a leader, I like him better than Kyler Murray. Yeah, we know. You so did a whole Swedish chef that last last year about I Russell did. Wilson. Yeah, um, let him cook. <laughs> so but, uh, I, look, yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> you want to do that one more time for the uh, audio listeners? Not. Let's not. <laughs> I implore us not to. Um, I think if we work, work. There he goes. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy if we split against the Niners and the Seahawks this season. I'm ecstatic if we take one from the Rams. Like that's the way I see it. Like almost the rest of the games to me, I'm nonplussed about because they're gonna go how they're gonna go. But where I, where I want us to make strides and see success is in that division. Here's why. Here's why I didn't put them in put up or shut up is because of how hard the division is. Because it's not fair to judge him and that team like eight and nine or nine and eight in that fucking division. That's uh, that's almost an accomplishment in and of itself just to remain competitive and relevant. Yeah. That and division that is so good. Yeah, it's a gr- it's a really tough schedule. It's a tough division. Like I don't like it's hard to judge Cliff Kingsbury because of how established and and you know good the division is. It's hard to judge him. Eh, I've I've seen enough. He we were the most penalized team last year. He doesn't know how to teach the team discipline. That's he fair. He doesn't know how to stop the bleeding when things go bad. He doesn't have them in a good mental state. So that's fair. Unless he makes a huge stride this year and we're more disciplined, we're more mentally tough, we're in more games that maybe get a little wonky, I'm going to say he's out next year. Okay. Yeah, I can, I, I can see that, yeah, for sure. Who would you replace him with if you could? Fuck. Um, Andy Reid? <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's not guaranteed a job with their current team. <laughs> Oh, Bill Belichick, yeah, easily. <laughs> <laughs> Is he available? Get him on the horn. Get him. Um, I don't fucking know. If, if you had uh, to pick, like, if you had to pick, like a college guy. Fucking hell, I don't know anything about college. Give you some. Give you some Jim Harbaugh. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> not. I don't like him. What about the uh, the coach of the of the Sooners? Maybe. Oh Ryan! Uh, no, that's not Ryan. Ryan Day's the the Buckeyes. Um, I don't know who that guy is. I don't guys, know we're at two hours and twenty minutes. Let's wrap up. Um, <laughs> All right. That's fair. I think that was a fun little floors and ceilings. I'm eager to that get back fun. into this with you guys. Um, and I hope y'all listening have enjoyed. We're about we're approaching two and a half hours. For those listening in audio form on Spotify, Apple Music, and on other podcast vendors, we hope you enjoy. Uh, please rate us on those. I think it's five stars on stars, Apple Podcast. Please. I think it's five stars. I don't know how you do it on other places, but if you like it, please let us know. And in the comments on YouTube, if you're watching the video form, get involved in the conversation. Let us know about your team, how you think they're going to do. Ask us questions. Maybe we'll read them off in a, in a future episode. So we would love for you to be involved. We're very excited for season two of Behind Enemy Lines, and we hope you'll continue to join us as we don't root for the home team. <laughs> you, boys have, you boys have any final thoughts before we let the people go? 
J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm just excited to get the season back going. It's it's yeah. been a it's been a long time since you know we've all talked about football, so I'm just excited. And oh, um, I think we'll all be together for week one of uh, the NFL season. Um, so that'll be a fun thing. Hopefully, we'll all be able to podcast together for that. Yeah, barring c- catastrophic failure and uh, yeah, obviously know, certain certain other things, we'll get something going for you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll be back hopefully as a fearsome foursome next week. Yeah. Again, appreciate Uncle Mario, even though he hasn't been able to make it in. But we hope you guys are enjoying this, and we will hopefully see you next week. Catch you later. <laughs>